Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Attitude, the podcast where we sometimes fuck up and have to start over. I'm your host, I'm Mike, and joining me is Luke. Yep, it's me, still. <laughs> and Joel. Okay, you don't mean like start start Teenage with Attitude over to you, because I can't go back to season one, man. Well, it's too bad. And Matt. At least season one's better than like the first half of season two, though. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, but the th- the thing with starting over means we have to do the first half of season two again. That does mean we have to do the first half of season two, and I don't want to do that. We're actually that. caught in a loop, like that whole thing with the with the Frieza saga on on uh, tsunami. Oh no! Like we're gonna keep we're gonna keep getting to the wedding and having to start over. Ugh. Uh, yeah, that, that actually yeah, sounds Yeah, that horrible. sounds like that sounds like actual hell. Yeah, yeah. that sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> also, I'm back. So, hi, hi, welcome back. Yeah. It feels weird to do this twice, but yeah, uh, Joel and, and Matt have been kind of away a lot lately. I, I I miss doing this, but like half the time I've been away, I've been hanging out with like network peeps, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. I've been in Georgia. That doesn't sound as cool. It's not. I mean, I love my family who was <laughs> in Georgia, which is why I was in Georgia, but like, fucking, I hate Georgia. <laughs> It's, it's not a great state. physical location to <laughs> occupy space in. It's better than Florida, at least. I feel like that's that's about the nicest thing I can say about Georgia, is it's better than Florida. All right. That's probably Denver's uh, <laughs> So Put that on the side, Georgia. We're better than Florida. All right, so you guys ready to, to uh, do the Morphac Newsmill again and act really surprised when I tell you what what, what I brought to it? I've yes. already forgotten what you told us, so... <laughs> Man, I just works. don't know if I can sit Excellent. through another 20 minutes of news. <laughs> <laughs> All right, more fact news. Let's go. More fact news. Bunny. Uh, so there's not a whole lot of news. Uh, but what has been happening recently is that the Ranger actors have been going on tour at various conventions and giving interviews. And the main bit of news that we got, and and I said this before, I'm not really sure if it's news. This might be a known thing, but comicbook.com says it's news. 
And I already made the joke about how that site has a million ads and probably gave me a virus. Ha ha ha. Well, maybe that explains why we were having problems. Maybe. Damn you, comicbook.com, you piece of shit. Uh, But apparently, Jason David Frank originally read for the role of the Black Ranger when he auditioned for the show. So, so apparently, like, just the various roles were just super ill-defined when they were putting the show together. Let's be honest, the roles have been super ill-defined throughout the duration of the show so far. Yeah. Yeah. But we did talk we did talk about how that meant that the character didn't originally have hip hop keto and how much we wanted to see Jason Frank Jason David Frank try to do that. So Yeah, that's a joke that's a like a discussion you could have had, but aren't getting. Sorry, audience. Yep. yep. I mean we yeah, sorry folks. We lost this beginning part. Fortunately that's all we lost, so that's that's good. Yeah. Um, we also did this whole thing where Luke and I got into an argument about whether or not talking about the DuckTales reboot counted as part of the Morphac Newsman. Well, it doesn't. Never actually it counts as yeah. part of talking about things. Like, I'm standing by that fact. Yeah, but it's an animal. Yeah, but it's not a Morphact animal. There I is don't... very little morphing all right, all right, in the what, new what's DuckTales the deal, pilot. What's the deal with the animal? Because I'm tired and I'm probably missing something oh, here. No, it's just the the pronunciation of Morphac Newsnimal has, again, morphed through just, like, mumbly words are you more fucking news serious news them are you all. fucking with me right now that's the actual that's not a joke no of course not that's bullshit a serious show why would no. it be a joke fuck you fuck off Wait, don't you this take is a that serious tell- show no. yeah absolutely it's a critical analysis of a television program by the morphin <laughs> power rangers it's a show for six-year-olds and a source for news yeah. and like informational facts about it yeah guys i'm gonna be frank if if this has been a serious critical analysis of, of this show, we've been doing a terrible job. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's do better this time. Okay. All right, we'll try it for an episode. Okay, ser- ser- serious critic faces on. Serious critic let's faces go. on. Let's go. Okay. All right. All right. <clears throat> okay. We are here to discuss Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Season 2, Episode 44, Return of the Green Ranger, Part 1. And we open on the classroom where the teens are always being taught by Miss Appleby, and she finishes describing what their assignment is for the three-day weekend, and it is... Which period in history would you like to have lived? These are the subjects for your assignment. So, enjoy your three-day weekend, everyone. And that's the long and short of that. There's a weird, like, she's erasing something on the board that's like, eat great 160 AD. What? I think no, she's. What? I think she's halfway through erasing it when we see it because I spent a little bit of time trying to figure out what that was, and I'm pretty sure we're not seeing all of it. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry, it says eat greatest. Yeah. No. So like, there's clearly a letter before eat. So I'm pretty sure it's one of those things where like she had erased half the board to write something else. Uh-huh. And this was just left behind, and now she's cleaning off the whole board because the oh, class oh, is done. Oh, right. I think it's something at its greatest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I like mine okay. better. No, it's 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 very weird on first glance and kind of yeah. confusing. So we cut to outside somewhere. I think we're still okay, doing hold that on, thing. Hold where... on. I do want to point out. This is just a background thing, but it caught my attention, and I can't like stop noticing it. Um, bulk gets up to um like bulk's on the way back to the classroom and when he gets up he just picks up the top of the desk and takes it with him <laughs> nice. like i don't i i 
think, like, he kind of is struggling to get out of the seat. I think he had to in order to get out of it. But it's, like, because you kind of see him struggling with the desk as he gets up. But, like, I could totally believe that Bulk would just dismantle the desk in class. I mean, that's a good gag, but it's, like, it's just way in the back and you'd have to really be looking for it. Right. Um, So we cut to outside. And so here's the thing. I think we're still in this in this period of time where they're t- the actors are all in Australia because all throughout this three-parter, and I did watch ahead a little bit, all of the outdoor locations are completely new. So I, I, th- I think they're just still in Australia right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. But in any case, we get uh, Bulk and Skull complaining about the fact that they have homework over the three-day weekend. They're just like, enjoy your three-day weekend, everybody. Like, making fun of Miss Appleby. I would have been right there with them. That sucks when you have, like, a day off of school so your teachers assign you more work to do. I mean, to be fair, the more work is just, if you could go back in time, where would you go? Yeah, but for the kindergarten-ask curriculum that these guys do, that's a lot more work. I mean, it's, it's a Twitter prompt. (laughs) (laughs) all right uh so kimberly's talking about how all right let's see if i were to go back in time i would definitely go back to last year when they had that huge sale on at the gallery remember when i was out sick with the flu (laughs) kim i think we're supposed to go back a little farther back in time (laughs) they they've suddenly started leaning like extra super hard into like sort of the cliche valley girl thing with Kimberly that's only there when they say it is. So the weird part about this is, on the one hand, you're absolutely right, but on the other hand, the more I thought about this, the more I realized that's something I would say. Because I have missed... I know, you don't understand. I have missed big sales in the past because I've been sick, and I fucking hate missing out on the opportunity to spend money, but spend less money than I would have to spend if there wasn't a sale. Okay. I don't know where I was going with this bit. I don't think this was actually a bit so much as a really strange admission of my spending habits, but we can move on. More than anything, it's just backing up my kind of personal headcanon of, like, you being the Kimberly of the group, so... What, in what fucking universe am I the Kimberly of the group? In I'm this not one, o- clearly! I'm not offended, I'm just really confused. Then again, I suppose there's not a ranger whose main personality traits are horny and gets really mad at video games, so... You gotta work with what you got. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's Tommy, but... In what fucking universe would Tommy get mad at video games? He'd be like, oh man, I can't believe I keep getting sniped in Splatoon. Yeah, Tommy would get mad at himself for not being good at video games. He'd never blame the game. Shit, it'd probably be like Rocky. I think Rocky would be the one most likely to get mad at video games. He might be the most likely to get horny. I don't say those words. <laughs> no. No, 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 I'm not okay with this. So, so anyway, so Kimberly, uh, she says her thing about when to go shopping, and Aisha goes, uh, Kim, I don't think that's the kind of thing the assignment is talking about. Uh, by the way, we're about to find out, like, throughout the course of these next few scenes, what each of the Rangers, like, what their time period they'd like to go back to is. We never get an answer for Aisha. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The show just doesn't care about Aisha. No, it's yeah, really that's been a running yeah. thing. <laughs> She's just kind of a nothing character still. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, they're all nothing characters, but the show at least tries to give them something Yeah, the to show do. pretends like they're not for everyone else. Right, right. Yeah. But uh, speaking of Rocky, he walks in and is like, I think I'd like to be in Viking times. I always love those books. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't know the what this line. What are you talking about, Rocky? <laughs> you know, you know those those uh, classic literature works that everyone's familiar with about the Viking times. You know what? I'm gonna guess that his mother like literally got him when he was six, got him a book named just, like, Viking Times or something like that. An actual novel for children. What he means is his collection of, like, Hagar the Horrible, like, archives. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I love it. You know what? In this, this, like, weird, squeaky, clean universe, I can see the Rangers being super into newspaper comics. Oh, Oh, yeah. Rocky, for sure. Oh, my God. Which one of them likes Garfield? Tommy. Tommy, yeah. You think it's... Oh, God. Tommy seems like a Garf maniac. Billy's super into Wizard of Id. Okay. okay. Who has good taste and likes Calvin and Hobbes? Uh, Kimberly. Okay, who likes the far side? Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, Say what? I think Tommy. No. Tommy for the far side? Really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. He just he just loves watching those cows get into those absurd antics. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what what about what about uh, Adam and Aisha? Um, sorry. Who do we say I, Rocky I feel like likes? Adam would be really into zits. Okay, yeah, yeah. Aisha, yeah. I think Aisha just likes um, like Aisha likes the soap opera comics. Yeah, Rex, M- like Rex MD, Mary Worth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, hold on. Can I change? Can I change my answer for Adam? Okay. Sure. Slylock Fox. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wait a second. I think that might be Rocky more. He really gets challenged by the logic puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> The real right. stumpers. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Prince Valiant, uh, Tommy uh, gives us his answer. <laughs> I like to have live in the days of King Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> and he does like karate moves, and it's like right, they didn't like, have like the ca- knights of old, right? N- no, yeah, yeah. You know, I'd like to be smarmy and point out that King Arthur wasn't real, but this is the Power Rangers universe. For all we know, he fucking King was. Arthur was probably a Power Ranger. Let's be honest; like the Knights of the Round Table are totally a Ranger team. You know, yeah, I I feel like that's a listener question. We've answered it maybe two or three points. We have definitely answered it at least once because I had to pull from Shadows of Camelot to be able to. Yeah, I actually remember that. Holy shit. I didn't until he mentioned it and then fuck it all came flooding back. So we cut to the moon. If I could, I would send them all back in time. Then they would be out of my way forever. Didn't the ghost of darkness conjure up some wizard once that had those special powers, my lord? Yes, but the ghost is Rita's creation, and she's been so touchy lately, I don't know if she'll talk to him. And Zed's like, ah, the rangers are talking about going back in time. I'd like to send them back in time. And Goldar's like, wait, can't... Don't you know, like, a wizard that can do that? And Zed starts talking about, like, yeah, but the the wizard of uh, deception works for the Ghost of Darkness, and the Ghost of Darkness is Rita's friend, so we need to ask I her to do it. I love how specific and, like, labyrinthine this, like, social connection thing is. Right. The fucking office politics of the evil moon crew. Yes. Like, there's a whole org chart, like, behind the <laughs> behind Zed's throne. Right. We uh, we actually got a lister question about the whole fucking bizarre org chart uh, behind the moon. Give me a second to dig it up here. How do we have a listener question about that 
Something I bullshitted up 20 seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's from Jordan, actually. Uh, he's like, how do you think the Moon Cruise org chart works now that Rita's back? I mean, she got Fine. the Ghost of Darkness to get the Wizard of Deception to create an evil Tommy at the request of Lord Zed. That's a major delegation <laughs> God there. damn it! I'm getting sniped on this shit by listeners. <laughs> but yeah, so so Zed's just like, if you want something nice out of Rita, you have to ask her nicely. Deliver my request to her with my warmest regards. <laughs> and Goldar tells him, like, well, why don't you just order her to do it? And he's just like, you know that won't fucking work. So Zed gets 90% of the way to, like, a healthy outlook on a relationship here, where he's like, if you know, if you, if you want her to do nice stuff for you, you gotta be nice to her, and, like, respect her and her, like, autonomy as a person. And it's like, yeah, that's great. And, yeah. uh, and then he says, Goldar, you go do it. Yeah. <laughs> and what's great is, as he starts to send Goldar away, Zed, like, puts his hand on his head and goes, Why did I marry her anyway? Good question! What? Yeah, that's great. He also, he also really drops the ball at the, you know, two-yard line or whatever by saying, And remind her that no wife of mine shall ever be allowed to fail me. Which is some bullshit. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, when, when Goldar says, uh, good question... Zed gets really pissed at him, and, like, Goldar just barely talks his way out of it, and that's kind of the end of the scene. Yeah. I was just saying, yes, we could send the Power Rangers back in time. I already said that! Now, go! And don't come back until you've delivered my request. It's a good scene. It is, actually. It's really funny. This was weird, because this is one of the first episodes I've watched in a while, and it's like, wait, when did this show actually, like, learn how to tell jokes. Oh, the Zed Goldar stuff in particular has been pretty solid for a little while now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's why the wedding three-parter was so good is it focused on the Moon Crew. It's been kind of a like a sitcom almost. I do just love the idea that like it in my like head canon of this, the love potion is now worn off and it's like he's woken up from a night of drinking. He's like, "Hold on, I married who now?" <laughs> <laughs> right, but being but being as stubborn as he is, he's like, well, I did it, so I guess I'm going with it. Right, exactly. That never backs out of a plan. <laughs> we, t- we talk to the other rangers, we cut back down to Australia, I guess. So what about you, Billy? What period of time would you like to have lived in? Oh, that's an easy one. Back in the 30s with Albert Einstein. Of course, uh, I'd have to be his assistant. <laughs> of course. Okay, we actually oh, specifically cut down to one of my favorite like callbacks to an earlier episode, which is Bulk and Skull having their thumb wars, where they've got faces painted on their thumbs. Nice, nice. Yeah, I actually noticed that too. Billy, you're a science boy. Be Go back to the 1930s to explain all of Einstein's theories to him so that you're responsible for them. You should understand weird time paradoxes. But like, but like, if he does that, he'll come across as overbearing, and he just really wants to be friends with Albert Einstein so bad, <laughs> you guys. Yeah, but also, like, listen, if you're going back to the 1930s Germany, there's some other shit you could probably take care of, Billy. I'm <laughs> yeah. just saying. Are, are we going there? I mean, I, if you're going <laughs> to say, boy, the era I'd love to go to is 1930s, yeah, there's some other things going on in the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Einstein in particular was kind of running away from that shit, so... Wait, hold on, hold on. If we're... We literally just described the plot of Red Alert 1. Okay. 
Did Albert we? Einstein what? going back in time to assassinate Hitler and changing the course of history where the Soviet Union becomes the de facto global superpower and challenges the America is literally the plot of Command and Conquer Red Alert 1 almost verbatim. Oh, oh, okay. I Okay. Is, is that a good game? Yeah, the game's pretty kick-ass, actually. It's pretty high on the Let's Plays ranked list. Yeah, rightfully so. Okay. I remember. I was actually there when we placed it, and I made yeah. sure it got placed well. Um, okay. I, Let's Plays. Listen today. No. Except don't. Don't. No. No. <laughs> fuck no. Don't do that. Anyway, continue. Uh, so, Adam gives us his answer, and he's actually really reluctant to give it, um, but the, the other rangers basically, you know, squeeze it out of him, and he says, Man, this is a tough one for me. Come on, Adam, there's gotta be some period of time you'd be interested in. Don't be shy. Not. Okay. Maybe the Renaissance time. Everything seemed, I don't know, romantic? Aww, that's <laughs> so sweet. I just wish, like, oh man, I don't wanna go. I don't wanna say it, guys. Okay, Maybe. guys. Come on, tell us, Adam. He's like, well, I'd really love to go back in time ten years before the fires. <laughs> 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 Jesus. Okay. So, awesome. so I I caught a sign in the background and that said uh, MacArthur Pavilion, which a little googling tells me is a location in New South Wales. So, oh, there you go. Yes. Yeah, so question answered. In, All right. Still in Australia. Fuck yeah. So, uh, basically, Bulk and Skull here, uh, Adam talking about romance and like <laughs> romance. That makes me sick. I do like before it cuts to them, like, they're just in the background of the scene where the Rangers are talking arm wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. There's some good bulk and skull in this episode. Yeah. We cut to... Somewhere. <laughs> I don't even... Where, where the fuck is this? Do we know? Um, um, it's not. It's somewhere out of our solar system because otherwise yeah. they would not be showing us other like stars and galaxies and whatnot. Yeah, these fucking Hubble photographs. But so this is apparently the ghost of darkness. Yeah. It's some fucking Halloween decoration ass shit. Rita traveled thousands of stellar years to a like Halloween surplus store on the other side yeah. of the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's these crystals with plastic spiders on them, and on the top is this plastic skull. And they had a whole bunch of, like, glowing and fireball and didn't bats and just after effects, like, rotoscope shit to uh, to make it seem like Rita's talking to this, like, mystical skull. Oh, ghost of darkness, my husband, Lord Zed, has sent me before you. I heard about the wedding. What can I do for you, my evil child? Zed has come up with a ridiculous plan to get rid of those power reps by sending them back in time. And the ghost of darkness just is like, hey, listen... I know you want to send the Rangers back in time, but there's a problem. Every time, you know, it basically doesn't matter where you send the Rangers. Their leader, Tommy, is too brave and strong, and which, and he'll get them out of any jam. To which oh, Rita yeah. should say, look, I know I've been gone for a while, but are you seriously going to expect me to believe that? <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was going to go with is, wait, what about Rocky? Isn't he the leader? <laughs> no, he's specifically no, no, no. not. Yeah, he is canonically not the leader. Oh, god damn well, it. When yeah. What's great is Rita, like, agrees with him in spite of the fact that, like, she's been gone for the entire time that Tommy's been the leader. As right. far as she knows, he's still the sad sack Green Ranger. No, 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 Tommy's always been the White Ranger. I mean, he's specifically not, and the plot of this episode revolves around that fact. No, so. Tommy's always been the White Ranger. Um, I, wasn't okay, then, there a then, period then, of time where he was, like, a Green Ranger? Yeah. 
then how could he have always been the White Ranger if he was the Green Ranger? Because he's always been the White Ranger. Like, the White Ranger's just been a character in this show since the first episode. I don't even know what you're saying right now. I'm saying that Tommy's always been on this show and always been a White Ranger, and let's not pretend like, let's let's not pretend like they want you to keep track of the continuity. No, seriously, I don't know the gag here. So in order to watch Power Rangers, you have to be able to split your mind into multiple discrete sections that are completely unconnected to one another. Dropping the joke, Matt, the thing is, they just assume, they, they don't ever like ask you to remember anything that's happened before the episode you're watching right now so the status quo currently is always treated like the status quo forever like you will never hear the name trini again because aisha has always been the yellow ranger now in this continuity even though canonically no she hasn't See, that bit works for the for those rangers, but they're always bringing back the green ranger stuff like that is continuity that they do respect but I'm saying that's yeah, like they, they do it. Like selectively, this episode though. is happening specifically because they know that kids still fucking love the Green. I Ranger. understand that, but I'm saying they do that selectively, and the reason Rita's just like, oh yeah, White Ranger, Tommy, leader, gotcha, is because there's no concept of like there's no sense that people have their own memories and minds. Like it's like she's watched every episode of Power Rangers because they are broadcasting it to an age group young enough to not understand the concept of other minds. Huh. Yeah, okay. That, okay, that was I actual critical analysis, I guess. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that to happen, but we actually got there. Good job, team. <laughs> well, so, if we can move away from serious critical analysis for a second. Of course. Uh, Only a second. I'm not giving you much here. Okay, so we cut to this uh, fucking ridiculous-looking cartoon meteor falling to the Earth, and out pops the Wizard of Deception. The Wizard of Deception will get rid of the others and create the being who will finally destroy the White Ranger. Surprise, motherfucker! Okay, so Rita's Rita's response to the, the skull I really like is just finally somebody as intelligent as I am. Like I just I just yeah. love that like she's so sick of literally everyone on the moon being just a complete and utter idiot. Yeah. Including herself. Right. Let's be real. So the Wizard of Deception pops out of a bush and he's like, Ha ha, ha I'm I'm back. My old rival Zordon, watch the fuck out. I'm back, baby. Right, and you know how I mentioned a Halloween <laughs> surplus store earlier? This is yeah. last minute Halloween costume for a party. The monster. S- so, can we, can we talk about the effects for when the Wizard of Deception talks? Yes. So, this this is a monster mask where, like, the a most of the mask. face of... <laughs> God. It was a the monster face of, mask. The monster mask. It was a graveyard mask. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. No. Stop. Don't, no. You don't <laughs> laugh at that. We do not encourage you could, you this behavior. You could think of any other word to rhyme with mask. I was at my costume store. Late one no. night, when my <laughs> eyes stop laughing, a ghastly. He won't learn unless you stop laughing. Why would I <laughs> want him to learn? This is great. No, no, no. This isn't great. He's literally just taking monster mash, but replacing the word mash with mask. It sucks. This joke yeah, is I, shit. Yeah, it's a joke I started. Yeah, the joke is shit. I don't now care who mask. fucking started. No, now you should monster mask. Oh. The monster mask. 
you know and what? do the graveyard right. mask. You know, what? you know what? Never mind. That's fine. That's fine. Why does anyone listen to this podcast? I don't, I don't know. You seem to be actively discouraging them from it. Like, really, what do we need to do to get people to stop listening to this podcast? Okay. Okay, hold on. So, anyway. This mask... This graveyard mask uh, <laughs> has... It's one of those masks where, like, you can still see most of the face of the person underneath it. Yeah. But what they've done is they've... I can only assume, like... I don't know, put, like, blue screen paint on this guy's face oh, yeah, or something? yeah, almost certainly chroma keyed. Yeah. And uh, they, they, they paint over his face with this, this, like, weird orange glow effect, but... From the way they've done it, even though this mask has its own distinct eyes and mouth, you can see the eyes and mouth of the actor moving around as he acts. And what's weird is, like, I I, I don't know, I, I would have assumed this was ADR'd, but, like, this actor's mouth is just moving with well, the Wizard I mean, of Deception's so lines. I mean, so it's probably ADR'd, but he also needs to, like, read the dialogue so that the actors he's working with in the scene... Have something to respond I mean, if to. they just had a mask that covered his face, they wouldn't need to do that. Well, somebody would need to. Like, he's acting in a scene with somebody else. Like, somebody has to read those lines so that they can respond to it. And the scenes would need to be timed out properly. Like, it still would make sense for him to just say the lines. The thing that baffles me about this is, why not just have the guy in face paint? Why bother with, like, this After Effects shit? Just because like, um, they bought some cheap like video editing well it was probably expensive at the time but like right. low quality video editing software and by god they're gonna use it i i mean i guess but like you could still just have them be like a weird looking just monster dude with just face paint it'd probably right, yeah. be a lot cheaper and easier it probably would be it probably look better i yawned yeah <laughs> yeah so bulk and skull come walking by uh by this bush and Bulk tells this hilarious joke about, like, hey, Skull, why don't we actually commit ourselves to doing good in school? <laughs> and the Wizard of Deception, like, jumps out, and if any of y'all played Medieval? Yes. No. Like, for the PlayStation? Yeah. That's, that's basically what this scene reminds me of, is... So this Wizard of Deception, like, is like, hey, you idiots, look into my eyes. And he, like, shoots lightning out of his eyes and into their eyes. And now they're hypnotized and like, yes, master. And the Wizard of Deception hands Bulk a pair of scissors. And Skull Pantomime's doing the same thing, like, with two of his fingers. He, like, he has scissor fingers now. And they're just like, yes, master. And he says, go and bring me a lock of Tommy's hair. Yes, master. Okay, go. Yes, master. Go. Yes, master. Go! And it's just it's this thing where he's just getting increasingly angry at these fucking imbeciles. Yeah. So, originally, I was going to criticize this whole plan of being like, this seems like a really roundabout way to just get some of Tommy's hair, considering how weird they're acting and how inept they are. But then I... Just now, watching this again, it kind of struck me that maybe this isn't normally how people he hypnotizes works. Like, right. normally they just act normal and carry out his bidding, but Bulk and Skull are such, like, specific doofuses that they're, like, playing into it more than they should be. Yeah. Yep. And this, you know, in fairness, like, just just stepping away from 
from like the actual in-universe logic of it, this is a pretty funny Bulk and Skull bit, what we get for the next couple scenes here. It is. Like I said, yeah. this is uh, a good Bulk and Skull in Skull, this episode. Skull trying to, like, use his fingers as scissors is a pretty good gag. Yeah, so he zaps Bulk and Skull's feet, and then they actually, like, okay, get going, and they do just, this like, weird... Um, hmm? Watching Bulk walk off... He does a like Ministry of Silly Walks thing where one he puts one of his legs limp and just kind of drags it as he hops, does these little short hops with his other foot. I feel like I want to call you out for the obscure reference you made, but then I would have to listen to you explain what it meant. It's not really obs- <laughs> Ministry of Silly Walks. That's not, That's obscure. not obscure at all. That's fucking Monty Python's Flying Circus. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess that 60-year-old British TV show is something everyone's intimately familiar with. On every <laughs> listen, stage. if you're nerdy enough to listen yeah. to a Power Rangers Luke, podcast, you're probably familiar with Monty Python. I have a feeling it's more accessible than, like, literally anything in this show is. I mean, that's a low bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bulk and Skull walk off and we cut to the moon. And I think we have new evil theme music? Like, this is, this is neither Zed's nor Rita's theme playing right now. It's Finster's theme, clearly. <laughs> so, but Rita walks up to Finster and basically just revels and reiterates the plan. She's just like, yeah, we're going to make an evil Tommy, and then that's yeah. when he's, we got an evil Tommy, then we can get rid of the Rangers, and it's going to be great. I love this, because she doesn't, like, really need Finster. Like, she's just, like, going to her work buddy and being like, hey, check out this cool thing I've been doing. Listen, Finster is Rita's best friend now. He he helped her out of a jam, and and now like, Finster is is Rita's like confidant and and, and good buddy. Yeah, I just you know yeah. what uh, to to borrow some pages out of Matt's book. This whole thing is about how oh you guys can't win if the White Rangers around. So here's this convoluted plan to make an evil ranger that's gonna be his doppelganger, and that'll take care of him good. But just. Just give the putties guns. Yeah. Just just go down to Walmart, pick up a shotgun, and wait for him in the bushes. <laughs> yeah. For real. Yeah, we'll we'll get there, but um they totally have an easier solution to the Tommy problem in this very episode. They have an easier yes. solution to the Tommy problem right now. Bulk and Skull are holding a pair of scissors. They get yeah. within two feet of him. Yeah. Just stab him in the neck. Yeah, yeah, they actually, at one point, almost accidentally stumble upon that solution. Hell, you know what? Maybe for some weird reason, maybe Rita feels a sense of, you know, maternal feelings towards Tommy because it was her ranger. Doesn't want to kill him. Just use the time magic to go into the future, get him Final Fantasy VII, bring it back in time, and he'll be sitting pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give him, give him a convoluted thing about how you can totally bring Eris back, and like he'll devote his rest of his life to trying to make it work. Yeah, like everyone will be like, "Tommy, the world is burning." He's like, "I know. I'm trying to beat Sephiroth." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Kimberly and Tommy are walking across a bridge through. I, I guess this is still. In universe, the park. Although again, we're still obviously in Australia. The Infinite Park, yeah. the The park has grown to encompass Australia. What does that What does that do for our map? Like, what What happened to oh, the uh, to the? Bes- I go ahead. You think we can map this out with conventional, like? Yeah, exactly. Like Earth. I'm just geometry. wondering what happened to the ocean. That's just. I mean, it depends. If you so, let's say you started in like uh, China and you went east, you would be in the Pacific Ocean. But if you start in California and go west, you're in the park, baby. Here, it's a pr- How do you- we'll talk about this later, but um, 
They can't be in California. No, they're not. They're in Australia. But Australia's okay. part of the park now. No. When did that happen? Um, I mean, within the last few episodes, I think, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll get well, to it so, later in See, that's, episode, the, that's but... the thing about Infinity, Matt, is it can keep growing and still be Infinity. Right. So, that's the thing. Like, they went to Australia, and now they're back, but now the mental map of Australia is in their minds, so when they morph, that gets added to the morphing grid, and the park expands to encompass Australia. Alright, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm, I mean, <laughs> I, th- I think it was pretty clear. No. It wasn't. It was very straightforward. No, it really was. <laughs> it, it might have been, but honestly, uh, when, when Luke starts going off on like how the park works, I kind of start spacing out. You know, <laughs> like, the fucked up part is I typically do that normally as well, but for whatever reason, I'm trying to genuinely figure out no, what Luke's no, 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 no. That's your mistake. When, you, when you're dealing with like infinite parks, you can't actually actively try to understand it. That's not a good way to get it. The the park is a fissure in space-time caused by the intersection of the morphing grid and reality. Is that much understood at this point? Okay. But is it, no. like, is the fissure, like, represented in a physical space, or... Yeah, absolutely like, it is, because what's okay, happening so it, is... it hasn't, like, climbed out... It hasn't... It doesn't affect, like, other planets, then? Uh, not yet, at least. Okay. Uh, it might... One day. But what All I'm right. saying is that you walk out into the park, and because it's this undefined, you know, weird place where the normal laws of physics don't apply, your perception becomes reality and adds on to the park and expands it. So sort of like when uh, the Ghostbusters imagine the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and that turns Gozer into it. Like, you think about Australia, and now Australia is the park, and the park is Australia. You know, that would be really convenient, because that's a long flight. But since they have to perceive Australia, does that mean that the version of Australia that pops up is the actual Australia or their perception version of Australia? I'd say it's their perception of Australia based on their memory when they went on vacation to Australia in the the wedding three-parter. Okay, so does that create doppelgangers for people? Um, possibly. We haven't seen enough information to confirm that one way or the other yet. Okay. Alright, I think I actually understand now. Carry on. Yeah, see, it's easy. No. Okay. It wasn't. So... Let's let's get back to uh, let's get back to much more easy to understand concepts mm. like Tommy being a shitty boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. because uh, Kimberly and Tommy are, are are going on their walk over the bridge, and uh, Tommy asks Kimberly like, "Hey, do you want to do you want to catch a movie later?" And she's like, "Well, actually, I told Aisha that I'd go hang out at the mall with her. Do you want to come with?" And Tommy's just like, "Oh, uh, 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 the mall with with girls." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, doesn't he just go like, nah, I think I'll take a pass for now. Doesn't doesn't he just, like, say that? Or am I completely off base? What does he actually say? I don't remember. So uh, what about me and you catch the movie later? Oh, actually, you know what? I promised Aisha I'd go to the mall with her. Do you want to go? Hi, guys. Are you guys okay? Okay, actually, he doesn't actually get to respond right away because Bulk and Skull interrupt by, like, crawling behind the bench and popping up. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say I don't recall No, him no, make- he d- he does. He gives he gives like an uh like it's not in the subtitles, but it's it's in the video. Um so he yeah, so Bulk is going like come up trying to steal some of Tommy's hair. Oh no, and, no, he specifically like, says he's going to go work out and that he'll meet them later. Like that's a super reasonable thing. Like, hey, I've, you know, I've got plans right away, but I'll meet up with you guys when I'm done. <laughs> I worry about them sometimes. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so you and I should go on the mall, huh? Cool. So uh, I'm gonna go work out, and uh, I'll just meet you guys there. Huh? What are you guys doing? 
Nothing. Nothing. Uh, uh well, that's not what I remember, but uh, that's what the subtitles okay. say maybe they're completely lying to me. I guess. I mean, that's entirely be. possible. Let's be real here. So, but Bulk and Skull, like, they get there's a, there's actually a few times here where Bulk and Skull come up and and almost get some of Tommy's hair, but then he turns around and catches right, them, like, and they have to play it off point, like they were just yeah. At one point, Bulk's like got the scissors literally inches from Tommy's face. He turns around and nearly stabs himself through the cheek. Yeah, they, like, almost accidentally kill Tommy here. Why don't they just kill him, kill him? <laughs> That's a great well, question. That, wasn't, that yeah. wasn't the orders. Wasn't the orders, <laughs> but why weren't those the orders? Those should have been I'm the asking. orders, yes. Absolutely. Like, they, they seriously almost accidentally kill him here. <laughs> what, what's dumb to me is, like, listen, I know that Bulk and Skull are idiots, and I know that the Rangers fucking hate their guts. I get that. But, like, you're fucking superheroes who deal with wizards and shit. If there are people you know that are acting really, really strangely, you should probably clue into the fact that there's magic. Yeah, this afoot. isn't the first yeah. time that Bulk and Skull have even been, like, hypnotized by a monster. Yeah. But, basically, Bulk and Skull try this a few times, and each time they, f- they fail their stealth check, and Tommy and Kimberly notice them. And eventually they run out, and it's like, oh, we gotta go tell the master what happened. <laughs> I, I like that the subtitles literally give them the like descriptor gibbering. <laughs> yeah, like it's an accurate one, but it's not one you see employed like literally right. very often. Yeah. So Bulk and Skull get back to the Wizard of Deception. He's just like fucking idiots. I guess I have to do it myself, and he zaps them, and they pass out. And then uh, we cut to an- another lake, another part of the Australia Park, and. The Wizard of Deception is just like, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, he jumps out of the bushes and scares Tommy. He's like, aha, White Ranger, I've got you now. I, I mean, Tommy's got plenty of room to run away. He just kind of stands there. But haha, I've got you now. There's a lot of people popping dramatically out of bushes in this episode, I just want to say. They're, yeah, it reminds me of Senor Card Gage, actually. <laughs> where people just kind of <laughs> pop out of bushes all of a sudden. It's... Really weird, actually. Oh, man, speaking of Senior Card Gage, uh, uh, Matt, did you see that there was a new Strong Bad email? I did, and it's so good! Oh, it's Lord. really good. I fucking love Senior Card Gage, he's so fucking weird and creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, man, I got so distracted by Senior Card Gage, I've lost track of what we were doing. Yeah, that'll happen. Um, so, yeah, he, yeah, Tommy's currently looking back and forth nervously as this, like, clearly like Rita or Zed monster like is like taunting him and he doesn't morph he doesn't like call anyone he doesn't get the fuck out of there he just kind of stands there uh-huh, uh-huh yeah well then we cut to the moon and Zed's looking down at this bush ambush <laughs> and <laughs> I get it <laughs> and uh just like yes this is perfect he's got the white ranger corner no he doesn't no he doesn't, no, he doesn't. <laughs> but then then we cut back to Tommy, and Tommy calls Zordon for help. Again, he's still not moving or doing anything. He's just like, Alpha Zordon, I'm in some trouble. Yes, Alpha Zordon, I'm standing here, and there's a monster taunting me. What do I do? God. Uh, to which, you know, Alpha's like, ay, 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 Tommy's in trouble. And Zordon goes, that's right, Alpha. It's my old rival, the Wizard of Deception. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I would I want to take a moment to think about this, this fucking... Yeah. Ancient ass rivalry between Zordon and a Wizard of Deception. Right? Were they just like? So it's not his old enemy; it's his old rival. Yeah. Did they like go to like wizard school together? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. 
did, did fucking the Wizard of Deception give like Zordon a swirly at some point? Like, how does well, Almost yeah, certainly. I mean, like, there's no way Zordon was the jock of like high school. No, 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 no. Okay. He just uh, yeah. so basically Alpha calls the other Rangers and and uh, what are the other Rangers doing? Oh yeah, they're they're sitting in the park again. They're working on their uh, homework. They're also kind of complaining about how they have to do homework on a three day weekend. So right, you know, hey, the the very thing we were supposed to hate Bulk and Skull for earlier. Yeah, but whatever. Uh, so they go to the park. No, before that, before that, putties show up. Because Zed sends down putties, right, because right. that's always, and this is a really Sorry, good. A, this isn't the, uh, like a top tier, but this is a really good putty entrance, because you've got. What is this entrance? Explain it to okay, me. I'm confused. So, so George the putty is having his birthday today, and the rest of the putties wanted to do something special for him. So they were going to make it look, make it like he's the superstar of this putty encounter. So five of them teleport down and do like a um like do some like dancing poses or whatever, and then point to a space for uh, George's grand entrance. And then he shows up and does a cartwheel and like kicks Tommy. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. So I do want to say one thing before we get into the details of the putty fight. At some point, Zordon says that the wizard of deception has the power to create illusions that become reality. Mm Hmm. Isn't that just making yeah, things? Yeah, that's, that's like that's like conjuration. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, listen, it's Zordon. I, you know, okay. <laughs> Zordon knows that that Billy and Tommy are the only ones who've played D anD D, and nobody else knows the schools of magic. So, right, okay. So we get a few like this is actually a pretty good putty fight, all things considered. We get a few cool things. The most one of the first ones that happened is actually super brutal. Kimberly like throws a putty into a fence, and like this putty like really just goes flying into the top of this fence and hits it real hard. Yeah, like it's kind of hard to emphasize just by describing it, but it looks fucking brutal. Uh, there's this great effect where Tommy gets thrown and. Jason David Frank on a wire spins like a top yes. and goes flying across the screen while he spins. Uh, <laughs> it's so, it's just so stupid, and I love it. Take their wire rig away. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I want them to do more things like they this. Done this nothing is nothing so... but abuse their wire privileges since the day they got that rig. Yeah, and but it's don't been you hilarious the... every time. Let's... <laughs> yeah. Don't you love the bit where, like, Aisha, like, jumps backwards to stand on a stump and then jumps forward to kick two putties at once? No, not... No. I mean, it's fine. Okay. Well, so there's finally a bit where, at long last, we get, like, that old classic two putties grab Tommy by the arms and suddenly he's defenseless. Right. And then the wizard, like, appears and zaps Tommy and he falls on his back after which, like, the putties that had Tommy grab start doing this, like, dance where they nod at each other and then turn away and then nod at each other again, like, back and forth. And they just keep doing this over the next few shots. Like, they just keep doing this little dance. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a third putty appears and has the scissors and cuts a lock of Tommy's hair. And then stabs him and in the throat. Uh, right, episode it. over. It's just, yeah. you haven't pinned to the ground with a sharp object. <laughs> Just stab him. Yeah. Just keep stabbing him. Stab him through the throat until you penetrate through it and start hitting the brain stem. Like, fuck. Yeah, but that's not what happens. It's not what they, happens. They, the- they quote-unquote cut some of Tommy's hair. In reality, like, the, the pair of scissors goes behind Jason David Frank's head, and they do, like, a, 
a motion like they're sawing a log, I guess, and then like uh, this prop hair comes out. Which, I mean, it's understandable they're not actually going to cut his hair, but still, it's super, super obvious. It's not a very good done magic trick. No, not at all. But then the, but but so then the putties the hair- do a victory dance, and it's great. The putties victory dance is fucking wonderful. I love it. Uh, but then just the wizard and the putties are gone. And at long last, the uh, rangers show up. They they arrive to Tommy's aid. And like, oh god, Tommy, are you all right? And he's just like, man, my head hurts. He he gives this really stilted like delivery to all his lines after this. Like, I'm pretty sure he has a concussion because he's all just like, guys, I yeah, my head just I got this headache. I'm gonna go lay down for yeah. a while. I does Tommy have a headache because he got his hair cut? <laughs> I mean, he did get zapped with wizard lightning. I guess that's true. Yeah, I, I always yeah. just assumed it was the wizard lightning that did it. I just thought I they were did know, Wait, Luke, no. I had that same thought. I had I was wondering <laughs> is, the same thing. I, I thought they is were this trying a Samson to... situation is is Tommy's ridiculous like fucking poison hair the source of his power? That would make sense cuz he didn't have it before. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but yeah, so I, I I think his delivery here is like they're telling Jason David Frank to act like dazed and confused. Yeah, but like he's kind of he's always like, like right, that. So now right, he just all seems right, all right. Yeah, but he he kind of always seems a bit confused. Wait, is so that they dazed, tell him that's to not dazed like, and confused? Is it? <laughs> that's I have no idea. How many fast times at whatever high? How many Bridgemont? Fuck. The great thing about high school girls is. Yeah. I keep getting older, they get to stay the same age. Someone someone here must know which movie that is. No, that, that I, line is from Days and Confused. It is uh, Days and Confused. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What are we so, talking about? I don't even don't know. Worry the, about the it. point is Yeah. The point is Tommy normally seems pretty confused, and when they tell him to act extra confused, he just kinda like I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he has a concussion. Like, the ending of this episode is Tommy goes to sleep and never wakes up. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so, basically, the Zordon explains to uh, the Rangers, like, what the Wizard of Deception's power is. It's like, he can make illusions that become real. And Aisha goes, what, like a nightmare that comes true? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, sure, I guess. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Sure. <laughs> and what's great is uh, Zorda basically tells the Rangers, yeah, like, we don't know what this guy's going to do, so all we can do is just kind of wait and see. And Rocky calls him that lizard dude. You had nothing lizardy about him. No. He's just I wonder, a guy wearing... Now, is that, did, is that just the subtitles? Did they fuck up the word wizard, or... No, he actually says lizard. Okay. So, it, did, so what Rocky, I'm is... did Rocky mishear everyone else saying wizard? <laughs> and... <laughs> I, I, I so. think the show the show intends to imply that this dude looks like a lizard, but I like I I prefer that it looks like Rocky is just doesn't yeah. know what a wizard no, is. No, he's he's not a lizard at all. He's just some guy wearing a Halloween monster mask. The monster mask. <laughs> so, um, we cut to some other part of the woods. Graveyard mask. And the Wizard of Deception takes this lock of Tommy's hair and throws it on the ground, and he zaps it, and boom! Evil Green Tommy. Yeah, Evil Season One Tommy. It's. It's that great. At that some easy. point, we're yeah, gonna have to make. Got, we, we gotta like wrangle Mitch in and uh, do something with all these songs. We need like Rock Monster to be made into a full song. We gotta make uh, Monster Mask into a full song. 
We got to do it. We are not going to make our shitty fucking weird Al ass album. Yes, all right. I yes mean, we are. I, no. I mean, I have literally recorded two bullshit songs like that for this show That's already. That's true. You have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about oh, that. God. Wait, wait was God the Wonderwall one? What was the other one? Um, uh, Time of Your Life. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> anyway. Oh, we're doing this. <laughs> God damn it. All right. So... Uh, fucking this wizard creates evil Tommy and Joel. What is this gonna do with evil? Is he is Tommy evil dot com? Because like there's still a good Tommy running around. Yeah, I'm gonna have to figure something out because I haven't edited that in a while and I clearly need to update it for this. Right, right, right. Okay, so, uh, you know that you know that effect in Homestuck when there's like some sort of like luck thing that hasn't resolved or whatever. Uh huh. I need to figure out how to do that. Like just have Actually, cycling okay. good bad. Unknown. <laughs> oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. So the Wizard of Deception makes this evil Tommy and is like, All right, you're an evil Tommy and I'm your master now, and here's what I want from you. And we cut back to the Rangers and they come up with Rocky, who suddenly decided he's gonna be the leader for a little while, comes up with this brilliant plan. And it's it's so good, you guys. He's just a master strategist. I can't believe I didn't think of this. His plan is to stay alert. <laughs> Can yeah. we talk about Tip. the fact Let's hold on a second. Before we get into that, <laughs> something that just caught my eye. Can we talk about the fact that Rocky and Adam are wearing matching flannel <laughs> sleeveless shirts in their respective <laughs> colors? Yeah, Rocky tore the sleeves off his because he's so trying to be like that other red guy. Right. <laughs> what like, other it's red the guy? Same shirt, but one of them's black and one of them's red. It's not identical, but it's close enough. It's great. <laughs> the best part about this is I can't tell if that was a deliberate thing or if right. it was just the 90s. <laughs> the, thing, yeah, exactly. the thing that really caps it is they both have them tucked into jeans with a, like the same belt on. Like It looks like they dress to match. Yes. Guys, Tommy's also wearing a plaid shirt <laughs> tucked in. Like, the only person who's not wearing this, like, 90s-ass look is Billy. He's wearing yeah, a polo tucked into some very whitewashed jeans. Yeah. He's wearing, like, a paisley polo. Yeah, guys, polo. I, think, I think this is just the 90s. I, I think this is just, <laughs> I, this it, is just it, how it we just were. It just how 90s it is. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Anyway, so anyway, I just want to I just want to I just want to say in all fairness, stay alert is actually a plan from Rocky's perspective, because I don't know if you've met the guy, but he's not the most alert dude. Tommy, you OK? Yeah, I just have a headache. Look, about this wizard, I think if we all stay alert, we can beat him. I hope you're right. So what's the next move? Well, Zordon said there's nothing we can really do right now, so I say we just go on with our day. All right, but remember, keep an eye on your communicators at all times. Okay. okay. All right, I'm, uh, I think I'm gonna skip out on the mall today. All right, catch you later. Yeah, I'm gonna go home and take care of this headache. Aspen. See you, Tommy. Yeah. Bye. Tommy tells the others, like, hey, I think I'm gonna go, uh, go home and try and do something about this headache. Uh, you all just kind of keep your heads up. And we get... Jason David Frank swaps out for an obvious body double that may or may not be wearing a wig. I can't tell. But we, we only see him from the back of his head so that he can walk in front of some bushes. And in those bushes is evil Tommy in, a, in his uh, classic green bandana. And to make sure that you know he's evil, 
he puts a toothpick in his yes. mouth. I laughed yes. so hard. I choose to believe it's not a toothpick. It's just a twig. No, no, he will. No, we'll get to the twig later. He does a twig as well. Oh my god! Also, we're up to creepy bush count number three. <laughs> but I, I love that. Like, because this is something I, I, I hiding I, in the bush. No, the, the, the scene He's of not him, even quote hidden. unquote, hiding in the bush is amazing. <laughs> He's like barely it's so good. obscured so, by the bush. We we rag on Tommy and Jason David Frank quite a bit, but there is one thing he's actually very good at, and that is campy, over the top evil. Because his facial expressions here are amazing, are incredible. Yeah, I am so glad. Even if it's temporary, I am so glad to have evil Tommy back because it's it's my favorite thing. His body language <laughs> is and, just so perfect. Like he's got this really like creepy ass smile he's always doing these shifty things with his eyes and like even his posture is like like normal good tommy is always such a sad sack and like he's kind of slumped most of the time yeah and like evil tommy is has swagger yeah the thing is i love that like on some level they know that in order to make him look evil like they obviously really really want him to have a cigarette in his mouth but they can't do that right, yeah of course the, so, so they always have a, have like a toothpick or like a twig or something. He's just always got something in his mouth, and it's really right, great. Right. See now, like you said that, and that makes perfect sense. But I hadn't like thought that through yet. And now I'm imagining a version of this episode where he meets Good Tommy and like strikes a match off of his face to light a cigarette yes. and puts it out in his eye. <laughs> Oh my god. Hey, hi, uh, hi, like, how you doing? Hey, that's my body Ow! too. Don't you smoke? <laughs> Don't you know smoking's bad for you? Oh god, no. What if that was. Hold on. What if that's what it was? That by. If the evil Tommy smokes, it gives the white Tommy lung cancer. It's just a special episode about smoking. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved that if it was a fucking hard left turn into a fucking anti-smoking episode. I would, I'm sorry, Tommy, but within 30 to 40 years, you're going to have a whole host of medical problems. Then you'll never stop me from smoking. God, you know that if Power Rangers did that, there would be a scene where even Rita and Zed are like, oh, we're evil, but even we wouldn't smoke. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, imagine like, imagine Alpha and Zordon looking at the viewing globe and just looking at Green Tommy just chain smoking packs, commenting on the entire thing. Alpha turns to the camera and is like, how disgusting. Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> I know, Alpha. Did you know that cigarettes kill however the fuck many people cigarettes kill in the 90s? I don't really know about things like this because I'm Zordon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, he needs to say exactly that. Yeah. Don't, no. don't actually sum in the number. Just say exactly that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you have to take the fuck and the bad words out of there, but everything else you keep. Yeah. I don't know. I think we should let Zordon say fuck. <laughs> no. Let Zordon say fuck. Yeah. I do not so, approve. Okay. So, so basically, we get this conversation between Zed. And the Wizard yeah, of Deception like how about has, how well like, this is going. Embrace that this isn't his plan in any way. Because he's like, hey, Wizard, what are we doing now? Like, ball's entirely in your court, buddy. 
Yeah, and then we get he's celebrating, and he's like, yeah, this is great. Rita and I together are apparently unstoppable, and we get Squan and Babu celebrating and talking about how, like, yeah, I guess this marriage is going to work so out after I all. I like that what this really implies is that they're more successful when they outsource and don't try to make the plans themselves, because they suck at them. I mean, yeah. kind of, yeah. So we get evil Tommy wandering around. He stops by another bush. I think this is just the same bush we keep having every scene next to. I don't know. I hear there's a lot of bushes in Australia. But um, bum. Anyway, so I wait, he... is that a joke? Yeah, I don't. I wasn't intending yeah. it as one. You know the bush. I mean, yeah, I, I guess Australia. I understand it. It's just not funny. Are you, Sorry. Are you talking about Australia's vagina? I don't understand. No. Um. Oh, do you actually not know? What? I guess not. What? What? The bush, like what? the Australian, also, the Australian bush isn't, Also, bush isn't a vagina. It's pubic hair. Like, come on. All right. So this come is on. this is all distraction from the really? more important. You're gonna split hairs like that. You're gonna split pubic hairs on me. Yes, because they're not interchangeable. Oh my god, guys! Why are we talking about this I'm instead hit- of the like clearly like sixty year old man dressed like a child Be- walking through the foreground here? Because we burned all of our creative energy on that smoking bed. It's all downhill. No, from like there. seriously, this extra so- that I'm looking at right now reminds me of Mickey Rooney when he's trying to play uh, uh, Fallout Boy in that episode of The Simpsons. What? What? Oh, what? Mickey, I'm, Mickey. No, I'm, try, yeah. I'm trying to find the extra you're talking about. <laughs> I know, I know Fallout Boy. Why anyone to... else's joke? Did the Dark Wizard put a curse <laughs> no, on No, I got us? the joke. I'm just trying to find this extra that Joel's so it's, talking it's about, and I can't. When they cut back to, the, back to the park, like, he's walking past the camera. Like, they've cu- close in on this bush, then they pan across, and this guy walks past. He looks like he's dressed in a, like, baggy t-shirt with a backwards baseball cap, but he's clearly, like, retired. Okay. Okay, so Tommy goes to this bush and is like, hey, uh, other rangers, I need you to meet me at the Angel Grove City Limit sign. Outskirts of town. Hurry. And they're like, okay, Tommy, we'll meet you there. I mean, you sound you sound evil, like, for one. Hold uh, on, for- let me check his TommyEvil.com before I come meet you. Um, for for <laughs> two, um, I don't think we're allowed to like go to the outskirts without the permission of the elders, so this better be a really important. <laughs> and so we go to the – so we see this Angel Grove City Limits sign, and it says uh, population 376,000, elevation 241 feet. Yeah. I don't know what that actually tells us about the town. Um, well, it gives us I, a- I guess Angel Grove is is bigger city than we were expecting. I mean, the sign says it is at least. It was the last yeah. time they could make a sign or take a census. <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, this that that population does feel about right for the like specific shots of Tokyo that they use to right. like, show the commercial district or whatever. Well, and I mean, at this point, you know, we we've we have suggested the possibility that the Infinite Park is now creating doppelgangers of people. Right. So who knows how many people are actually in Angel Grove now? Hmm. Okay. The but important case, thing is the 241 Rangers, feet. It's a dumb show we make. Yeah. This is a dumb show. Yeah. It's real dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just take a moment to reflect on how dumb our show Let's is. Let's take a moment of silence for good sense <laughs> and rationality. Yeah. You know what? I don't really want to, Eric. Edit in a moment of silence. Okay. <laughs>
You know what, Eric? Edit in whatever you want. Just go nuts. Have fun. Yeah, we've been giving you a lot of orders, and you've been doing a great job. Do one just for you. So basically uh. these rangers they they see Tommy acting all evil, has a thing in his mouth, green bandana. Um at least Billy and Kimberly should clue in immediately that this is evil, but whatever. Um they're like, hey guys, uh Zordon said we should meet here. And Billy's like, we should contact him, and Tommy goes, No, 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 don't do that. He gave us orders. No, he didn't don't contact like, you didn't Zordon. Relay any orders. You just said he wanted you to meet here. Those aren't orders. And the thing is immediately they don't they don't bother to keep up like the the ruse very long at all because immediately the wizard of deception is in the tree right well let's be honest that was the right call because (laughs) it was a bad ruse tommy 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 look he's over there what's going on yeah what's up tommy i'm not too sure zora said we should all meet here all right well let's contact him and see what's happening no i mean look he gave us our orders right Tommy's right. Zordon must have a reason. <laughs> you fools are so easily deceived. Quick, there's more. No. Tommy? What's going on, man? You're way too late. Huh? <laughs> Tommy, no. I, I like the oh, implication here that the Wizard of Deception was, like, almost in position, but wasn't quite. And he was like, fuck, fuck, I just need, like, ten seconds. Stall yeah. him. No, yeah, stall that, that him. seems <laughs> about see him, like, right. climbing the tree yep. from the other side. Yep. <laughs> and so, upon seeing this wizard, because he's a lot smarter than Tommy, Adam instantly says, let's morph, guys. <laughs> but then evil Tommy stops him and is like, no, no, don't morph. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> And again, at that point, they should really be like, uh, yeah, something's fucking up. And then, weirdly enough, Rocky seems to be quicker on the uptake than just about anybody else. Because Kimberly's like, Tommy, what are you doing? And Rocky goes, he's turning on us. That's what's going on. Yeah, so we fade out. We fade in because there's, I guess, a commercial here. And then the wizard goes, hey, so uh, bye, y'all. And like this wibble wobble effect happens. Yeah. They grab yeah, onto the city limits sign. Wimey. Bullshit, right. Yeah, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey bullshit. And then we're in the 1700s now. What's going on? Captain, there's a disturbance in the tone ship. Where are we? Well, from the looks of things, I'd say... Wait, don't. I don't think I want to know. Angel Grove. 3 a.m. Population 124? Yay! 1774, to be exact. Now, hmm. Yeah. I have so many questions. Yep. I yep, have well, this is, this. Now's the time. Ask them. Well. Now's the time. Okay. Angel Grove is in California, right? We assume well, that has actually never been confirmed, as far as I know. We th- we I, thought it was, 
But assuming, like, normal chronology of the United States at this point, it literally cannot be in California. Well, hold on, because we need to rationalize this, because first of all, we've seen nothing but, like, rocky-looking mountains and, like, stretches of desert and, like, the kind of shit that you don't see on the East Coast of America. Right. So I... I think it's gotta be California. (laughs) No, but it... It, it can't be. The show has been very bad with dates before. An right. episode a few weeks back implied that they were in the 80s. Right. Well, okay, here's here's where I'm coming from, Matt, because I think if we work from the... You're saying it cannot be California because we're seeing <laughs> Revolutionary War era America here. Yeah, this okay. has to be one of the first 13 colonies. And you were seeing British soldiers hunting for witches a la Salem, which are two things that were not at the same era, for one. <laughs> uh, for two... The show is bad with eras. Uh, earlier right, right. on, Adam said he wanted to go to the uh, Renaissance because it would be romantic. Those are two very separate, like, periods of time. <laughs> uh, but, okay, what I'm saying is, Phoenix Wright style, let's turn this on its head... And assume that it must be California, and therefore there's an explanation for this. Because, so, and I think you can come down to two. One, is that by going back in time, they've dragged the morphing grid rift in space-time through time with them, and now everything's fucked up. The Power Rangers as an extant thing have existed for thousands upon thousands of years. The morphing grid right, that has, is true, that is true. has been extant for a very yeah, long time. Yeah, that's a good point, that's a good point. Um, but the other possibility, hey. and Mike, I'll let you talk in a second here, <laughs> Okay, is that this is from a time from before, uh, you know, this was the last city on Earth with all the, like, genetic experiments and everything, and Angel Grove was sort of a The Village-esque community, like, displaced in time, and they're not actually in the 18th century, they're in, like... They're in, like, the actual 90s right now, as opposed to, like, 3587, when they usually are. You see, that's kind of what I was going to go with here. Right. Like, we're running out of time than the village. They ended up in a um, Revolutionary War era, like, reenactment village tourist trap. Exactly. That, it could also be... That uh, wait 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 uh, what, if, may what, if time, what if time travel doesn't exist? This is the same time period they're in now. They just got physically transported to a uh, like place that was mocked up. No, <laughs> what I was gonna go with is maybe it was a time thing where the two locations in time were switched, and oh, now modern Angel Grove is in the past, and past Angel Grove got transported. You're to You're saying the future. that they didn't? He didn't send the Rangers through time. He sent this town through time. Yes. You know, considering <laughs> maybe. How, considering how the last time they tried to send things back in time went, sure, I will buy that. <laughs> so, Luke, I want to ask: yeah. when you said let's do this Phoenix Wright style, yeah. did that apply to the turn it on its head part or the this must be California part? I think <laughs> both. <laughs> I guess both. Yeah. Also, can I blow this whole fucking thing wide open? Yeah. Yeah. Later on in the show, they're going to go to cowboy era Angel Grove. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) Literally literally nothing about this makes any sense from every angle you look at it from. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... So we we do kind of love Joel's theory that... 
this wizard isn't act like he's a stage magician. He can't right. send people through time. That's hard. Right. He hypnotized Vulcan's skull using like the stage magic version of like suggestion, right. which is why they're incompetent as shit at his orders. Right. Which, so all he could actually do is yeah, knock them out and have them wake up in a <laughs> like mock up of the 18th century, and all the weird inconsistencies that are getting glossed over because they're dumb kids. This isn't like an evil Tommy doppelganger. It's an actor he hired. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so he found so Jason David get- Frank in the Power Rangers continuity and hired him to play Tommy's <laughs> doppelganger. <laughs> Fuck. Wait, is this a last action hero thing? We're fucking an Arnold Schwarzenegger character is fighting Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh my, oh my god, I can't wait to see how episode two fucks with this even harder. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, we, we find out the reason we bothered to, uh, to have this whole scene at the uh, city limit sign in the first place. It's so Aisha can look at the sign and go, population 124? What? Okay, somebody needs to, like, update that to 129. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. We have to update these signs <laughs> oh, in real God, time. Oh, God, that would have been so good if someone just walked up and, like, looked at them and just sort of, like, like popped yeah. an eyebrow up and then, like, crossed out the four and Right, a like, updating a day since <laughs> at last accident sign, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... It takes a surprisingly long time for this to happen, but eventually someone looks at them as like, witches! Well, people start freaking out almost You say a surprisingly long time, but again, like, the Salem witch trials are like the 1600s, not the 1770s. Well, well I'm sure there was weird bullshit. I, like, I mean, people believed in witches before and after that point, though, oh, right? Of course yeah. they did, but I'm saying like they're clearly evoking a very specific thing. Right, yeah, like, I, them freaking out about, okay, these weird people just appeared kind Wait, of out of nowhere dressed hold, funny. Like that's hold, hold on. Wait, are you implying that the Power Rangers were the reason for the Salem Witch Trials? No, 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 the Salem no, Witch I'm Trials had the happened. Yeah, the, they'd already happened by this point. Right, like, British soldiers patrolling the streets of an American town would not be uh, concurrent with, like, America being a weird place full of religious fanatics that burned people for being witches. Well, wait, were they, well, okay, wait, okay. It, you know what I mean. Yeah. Bit, like, if they're still British colonies in the Salem times, then, then like, presumably they're still British soldiers. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like, no, he's saying there, these there eras, been, these eras don't match up. You, you would have British soldiers; they're British colonies. But what I'm saying is that during like Salem times, Salem is like a shitty little village of like four houses, and they're all just fucking each other. And yelling about God. <laughs> like, there's not, like, a colonial town. There's not a revolution on yet. We don't even know where we was are. Wasn't was it the wasn't the Salem Witch Trials actually, like, wasn't that whole thing, like, actually a land grab? Uh, there's a lot of different there was, theories. There, on, like, it was, it was yeah. a lot of bullshit. Like, like, we can probably cover it with that. It, 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 yeah, I mean, okay. you, you can basically cover it with they, everyone worked out all of their anxieties and prejudices against one another through that. Basically okay. the thing that we use it as a metaphor for today. Also, yeah. I'd just like to point out that British soldiers were never deployed to California because California well, yeah, that, was that a state. We, okay, no, we have that, to Matt. yeah, no, we have to accept the California angle of this for us to get anywhere. <sighs> Alright. <laughs> well, again, that's why I like the idea that this is just a fake prop city. Right. 
Oh, so so we keep getting shots of the same person. Like we see all these people reacting, but it keeps cutting to these like character shots of this one girl's dead face. Yeah, because she's good. She's going to be important. Um, and basically, the Rangers are like, "Oh God, what do we do? What do we do?" And then eventually, Adam taking charge again is like, "Let's jam." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. running away actually isn't a bad plan here. And that's exactly I just love what that he do. specifically says, let's jam. Yeah. yeah. Juice and jam time. Got a speed keyed. What? Shut up. Up over and gone. What are you doing? I'm, I'm playing that Adam is Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. You're being a bad mic, and I'm going to bop you with, like, a fucking rolled up newspaper <laughs> if you do that again. God damn it. <laughs> Why would Adam be Sonic the Hedgehog? Adam would Because he be... says let's jam to imply that they right. should run. A, a thing, a thing be... that literally only Sonic the Hedgehog has ever said and is the only one who will ever say. Yes. Exactly. No, he said other words like I found you faker. He said those words. It's pretty sweet. Faker. I think you're the fake hedgehog around here. I would love to do this with you, but at the same time, I'm not sure we should go commit this hard to this line, so let's keep moving on. <laughs> okay. So anyway, this uh, this random woman who we've been getting a lot of face shots of uh, hides the rangers in a barn. And this was just like, what? what they vanished? Uh, although, uh, God, not like that. They... So this is a weirdly Australian-sounding uh, colonial huh, American funny town. about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just throwing that out there. Like, this lady that hides them has uh, has an Australian accent. Basically, everybody does. The only person who doesn't is the leader of the soldiers, who is very clearly Skull. Hold on. When was Australia founded? Uh, 18-something or other? Was it that late? Okay, because I was going to say, is it possible that this is an alternate history where Australia, under British rule, colonized California at the same time Great Britain was colonizing the East Coast of America? Okay, well, actually, actually, hold on, hold on. Um, the uh, a settlement was first established at Sydney Cove on January 26, 1788. Uh, this is like 1770-something, wasn't it? This yep. is 17... Uh, it really just says late 1700s. We don't know okay, when it okay. is uh, exactly. Oh, hold on. No, there was a solid date because I believe it's I thought the episode. sign said a year. Yes, it did. Fuck, what was the date? Uh, hold on, I'll get it for us in just a moment. It's very important. It was 1774. This takes place right prior to the Amer- the Revolutionary War. Right, okay, so yeah, it's a little too early for my Australia colonization theory. Right, right, be because those dates have to line up perfectly for any of this to make sense. Right. Yeah. Right. Dang, really. Pat Skull's gonna get into some shit soon, I guess. Yeah, I like that my alternate history allows for the possibility that Australia colonized California, but not that Australia got founded a few years early. <laughs> right, yeah, no, that's too far. <laughs> God. Well, I mean, if we're going by Phoenix Wright rules, I guess technically California would have been colonized by Japan, right? Uh, if I remember correctly, the Phoenix Wright lore says that California got colonized by America like it did in real life, but... Japan didn't participate in World War II, so America always had a good relationship with Japan, which led to an influx of Japanese immigrants. What the fuck happened in Phoenix Wright? I thought it was just a game where you screamed objection and first played the sweet-ass theme music. Phoenix Wright posits on America we didn't have horrible Japanese like internment camps internment, in World yeah. War II era, well, so, and I'm so cool that, with that. What it is is that it... Yeah, yeah. They're, they're basically pulling the opposite of HBO and assuming the past was better right. than it was. So, Matt, what it is is that... Um, 
you're right. It's just a lawyer game. Like, what we're talking about is, like, super on the edges of it. But the original Phoenix Wright games, you know, Gakuten Saibon, were written in Japanese, and they take place in Japan. And when they localized the first game, they, just to, like, save time, make it easier, they said, oh, this is California. And it was mostly fine. But then every succeeding game in the series has more and more Japanese cultural references that they have to explain away. So they, like, the localized version of Phoenix Wright slowly has been building up this more and more ridiculous lore about how actually this is California, but all this Japanese stuff is here because there was a huge influx of Japanese immigrants because World War II never actually took place in the Phoenix Wright continuity. (laughs) (laughs) Did they invade? It would have been so much easier if they just had to take place in Japan. Wait Wait, 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 wait. Does that mean that Japan successfully took over China? I don't think so. I, I think the idea is that just the did, Phoenix Wright world is a more peaceful world. Did Korea? Yeah. Is Korea still like a Japanese colony? Listen, I don't it's, know. It's, it's one of those... It's it's like the fact that there's a fucking, like... Uh, it's it's like the fact that there's a fucking cars pope. It's just you're not supposed to think right. about the exactly. rest of it. Oh. Um, but, like, Which is impossible it, it, for any person on this podcast, let me just point out. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's the case, but it almost feels as if the Japanese writing team is now trying to fuck with the localization team by making every <laughs> game progressively more, like, aggressively Japanese. Like, the I most am willing to believe game, that because I want to believe that. The most recent game has a case where, like, determining who the killer is pivots on understanding the difference in ingredients between soba noodles and udon noodles. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, oh, Excellent. this person couldn't have been the killer because they're allergic to soba. Aha, but it wasn't soba, it was udon. <laughs> Checkmate. Oh, God. All right, you know, let, let's uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll wrap up the episode and get to some questions because we're going way off the. Wait, rails. wait, we're gonna take a break with one minute left in the episode. Yeah, hold yes, on. we are. No, let's just go. Come on, let's just go. I've got a lot of questions, y'all. We're gonna take All a break. Right. Okay, fine. So no, I wouldn't finish the episode before we take the break. All right, all right. Let's finish the episode and then take all a right, break. Okay. Right. Oh, well, never <laughs> Do you love writing the backstory for your tabletop game characters just as much as the adventure? Ooh, yes I do. How about creating fun, kick-ass, and inclusive characters? Oh, I like that. If you answered yes, then check out All My Fantasy Children, a tabletop character creation podcast hosted by me, Aaron Catano, and my best friend, Jeff Stormer. How cute. Together, with our powers combined, we create a new character every single week with the help of listener-submitted prompts and a variety of cool tabletop games. But where can I find it? Find All My Fantasy Children on SoundCloud, iTunes, Android Play, and on Twitter at AMFC underscore podcast. Alright, so let's wrap this thing up. So, uh, this mysterious woman helps the rangers hide in a barn, and the incredibly Australian British soldiers in America uh, w- walk by the door like, 
Oh, blimey, they vanished. Where did they go? Well, they're witches, so maybe they just poof. I don't know. Barbara core blimey. I don't know. And I don't know why you had to quote it. Eric could have just put all that in. Like, Yeah, I know. But it was a spot on impression, right? Yeah, right? no, he doesn't need to now because you've nailed it. So we cut back to the present and Tommy walks by a random extra and asks her like, hey, Janet, have you seen the guys? It's it is weird when the show kind of breaks its own like unintentional rule of how like anyone who's not the Rangers isn't a person. Because like yeah. when they stop and actually like talk to an extra, it freaks me out a little bit. It does, yeah. Did they break those rules though? Because this is just some random person that is expected to know specifically where Tommy's gang is. Yeah, because that's he just the only says, people. Hey, have you seen the guys? Right, because these are the only people that anyone gives a shit about in Angel Grove. So right, right. I guess so. So white Tommy meets By the green way, he's, Tommy. He's still talking all like all weirdly muted and like holding his head the whole time. Like he's he's fucked up. Did you know that they went out? Oh, really? Hey, Janet, have you seen the guys? No. Have you checked Ernie's? Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but so uh evil tommy's like hello and tommy i need to emphasize i know we've talked about people rising from the bushes but like this is yeah. a far shot of him crouching in the bushes yep. and very slowly ominously rising to his feet yep <laughs> there are so many like i think this is creepy bush count number four we might have missed a few May have. I know it's this, at this, least number four, though. Yeah. But so, the evil Tommy's like, Hello, Tommy. Allow me to introduce myself. Who are you? I'm the Green Ranger. And then he puts a stick in his mouth, <laughs> ominously, and then fucking freeze frame to be continued. God. He a fucking it's twig. Like he, he lost his toothpick. It's <laughs> a twig. That's his big, like, intimidation move. He doesn't, like, low. He doesn't, like fiddle around with a gun or like juggle a knife now he eats he eats wood <laughs> i i just this freeze frame shot with the to be contained over it with with tommy in this ridiculous green bandana and like his earring and the ponytail and the flannel he's like wearing this like red and black flannel it's not even green just like just, like trying to look evil but he's also got like this smirk on his face like this is this is a hilarious picture yes. I, yeah. I i love everything about it I love everything about it. Yes. God, and that's the episode. Yeah. That's, that's that's the episode. That's so the thoughts, TV. gentlemen. Um, <laughs> it was incredible. It's there's a lot there's a yeah. lot of concepts being thrown out here. It's weird because this is kind of an action light episode in a lot of senses. Like there's obviously there's an extended putty fight, but that's that's really it. it. And even that yeah. fight, you could have easily slashed down to, like, half its length and gotten the same impact. Although you do get the shot of Tommy spinning around like a top while being wired across the frame, <laughs> which is pretty incredible. Yeah. And, I mean, outside of a, a couple, like, standout shots that we mentioned, like, like there that actually is a really fun putty fight. We just – there just wasn't kind of a lot to talk about. Like, yeah. Like, there's there's a cool bit of Johnny Young Bosch where he, like, fucking spin kicks some dudes – uh, Rocky has this cool bit where a putty grabs one of his feet, and so he just jump kicks with the other foot. Like, there's a lot of fun stuff in there, but you know, it's it's a it's a putty fight. What are you gonna say? Yeah, precisely. So, but yeah, I I think that's a very fun episode, and I think 
on the whole, it's a pretty fun three-parter. I mean, again, I, I watched ahead a little bit. Sure. Um, wait, wait, wait. This is a three-parter? This is a three-parter. There are three parts. That seems like too many. It always does. It kind of it. It always is. Like, well, here's the thing. Let's let's try and think back. What what three parter has actually been worth having more than two parts of? Like, has there been any? Um, have we have we had anything that's been more than two parts that was worth having that many parts? I mean, even even Green with Evil like felt like it was maybe too long. It probably didn't need to be down to two, but it probably could have stood well, to be less a, than five. Yeah, it was a five parter. They could have cut that down to four or three and been just fine. Well, honestly, if I remember right about the Green of the Evil stuff, it was all cool. Like, it, every episode kept escalating the danger. But then when it hit, like, the fifth or sixth part or whatever the last episode was, it just broke. And they were just like, all right, everything goes back to normal now. All these problems that we... Like, it was it was multiple episodes of, oh, God, this just keeps getting worse and worse. And then, like, nah, we figured it out. It's fine. Yeah. So there's something I will say about this three-parter. In the past, every time we've had something that was more than two parts, it has had some sort of effect on the status quo. Yeah. Rangers changed. The villain changed. Sure. Uh, Tommy got introduced. This is the first multi-parter that's more than two parts where we just go back to square one. Yeah. Nothing comes of this. And I know that's a, I, a fucking spoiler warning for this episode that aired more than two decades ago, I guess. But, like... Yeah, this as fun as this three-parter is, as fun as it is to get like current Tommy versus evil past Tommy, like th- this is not going to go anywhere. No, yeah, this one Tom, Tommy's not going to grow as a person from having sure. fought his doppelganger or anything. This one is very much a result of hey, we're in Australia making a movie, we gotta make do. Like we don't have time to write three distinct scripts, we gotta write one yeah. and stretch it. I will say it's going to be really great when the Dragon Sword comes back, but like that's about it. Wow, spoilers, Jesus, yeah, geez. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've talked. Is it is it the Dragon Zord or is it like a doppel Dragon Zord? It is the real ass Dragon Excellent. Zord, man. Now, see, that sounds good, but then I think it, then my mind immediately went to, oh man, Dragon Zord fighting Tiger Zord, awesome. But then I realized what that'll actually look like, and I thought, oh yep. man, oh, yeah, no, it's yeah. not going to be good. Yep. So look forward to that. Uh, you guys ready to answer some listener questions? Sure. Yeah. Why not? All right. This one's from Rose. Who could write Shakespeare faster, a monkey on a typewriter or two Tommies using Morse code over a wire transmitter? <laughs> well, I'm gonna go with the t- I'm gonna go with the two Tommies, but it's pretty close. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, yes. Well, here's the thing: uh, is this considering like the how the whole the whole monkey on a typewriter thing works? In these cases, are the monkey and the two Tommies trying to write Shakespeare, or is this by random chance? Well, I mean, the whole thing with the monkeys is that it's random chance. I think the Tommies would have to be doing it on purpose, but they're yeah. well. They can barely Tommies, coordinate with each other. It's two Tommies versus infinite monkeys. Like they need some advantage there because they don't have the numbers. Yeah. Okay. You know, and also let's talk for a second about infinite monkeys and infinite typewriters. That assumes that monkeys are capable of like randomly hitting any key on a keyboard. They like. I think we need to know more about how monkeys and keyboards interact before we can actually say that. Someone has to have tried that. Someone has to have tried to put a monkey in front of a typewriter and seen what happens, right? I'm sure. Right, but the whole point is that, like, yeah, one monkey with one typewriter, it'll never happen. It Like, the odds are so low that you would need, like, effectively infinite monkeys and effectively infinite typewriters. Right, which is why that's what one. the thought experiment is. Right, right, but what I'm saying is that if a monkey's just 
throws a typewriter across the room, then that doesn't actually happen. And it'll probably hit another monkey if in this in this instance. So right. and that's just gonna be one big monkey typewriter fight. You're <laughs> assuming the monkeys will actually randomly hit every key eventually. Well, I think they have to because they'd have to like move over the typewriters unless they're just like completely static. Just I mean, like comatose. Well, That's okay, I need to, I do need to say I feel really bad for these monkeys in this situation because this sounds yeah. like some cruelty to animal shit. Yeah, really it does. It does. Do these monkeys like starve to death? Does this just go to be like a charnel house of infinite death and typewriters? I mean, listen, I don't think monkeys have the dexterity to be good typists. <laughs> They're just going to be mashing the keyboard with their fists. And I mean, that's going to probably trend towards being certain letters on wait, top wait, of others. Why would you think that monkeys don't have the dexterity for it? Okay, I'm saying they might have, like, the physical capability, but you can't teach a monkey to, like, sit and type well. Like, they're not gonna go play Mavis Bacon. Okay, that's f- that's fair enough. So they're just gonna be mashing I think it's the Mavis Beacon. It is Mavis Whatever. Beacon, and I was trying to structure a Mavis Bacon joke, like... I just, it's not coming together. Um, Whatever. Guys, is, is the typewriter room the monkey version of hell? Yeah, Yeah, I think, I think so. it might be. And all the fucking <laughs> fucking elderly monkeys warning like like kid monkeys that they better be good or they're gonna go to the typewriter room when they die. Yeah, and all they all the souls of the damned monkeys will escape when they finally write a Shakespeare play. Oh, so it really it does become like a weird charnel house of death. Right. Like the typewriters yeah, the, where they yeah, have almost typing, completed eternal typing house of the dead, right. Just yeah. like the the typewriters where they've almost completed Shakespeare, just buried under decayed monkey corpses and smashed other typewriters. And one time in fourteen hundred BC, they actually got really close, but they replaced one vine with a vow, and it didn't count. Wow, yeah, that sounds horrible. That is nightmarish. Oh my yep. fucking god! Yeah, then uh, so, well, at, it's hell. It's literally right. hell. Seventeen thousand yeah. BC, they put a comma instead of a period. God damn! <laughs> That's some, wait. Hold on. That might not discount it, because Shakespeare, assuming we're going with, like, the classical interpretation of it, a lot of those manuscripts are very poorly written, and there was a certain degree of leniency allowed. And it had to be typed up. To match the typed-up monkey type, it would have to be a typed-up version of his uh, play. I mean, yeah, but there was... And Monkey Satan just... It's going off of Monkey Satan's copy. Okay, fair enough. As as long as there's, like, a master script, I guess that makes sense. Right, yeah, yeah. If okay. there's a okay, I know this is going to get into like Cars Pope territory, but if there's right. a monkey Satan, uh-huh. is there on. a monkey god? Um, I think it's probably just the normal god. Isn't that Wukong? Is he? <laughs> I don't know. I don't Wukong know. is a demon. Is some Wukong a demon? I think I he's, he's a of, demon. I know he's a MOBA character. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the same thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Wait. No. What then we would that make? Wouldn't that make Wukong monkey Satan? No. What are we doing? Satan, <laughs> Satan is a, like, Satan rules over the demons. He's not necessarily a demon himself, and he's certainly not the only demon. But, like, so, but, like, Wukong would have to be the heart. Wukong, at this point, is is a MOBA character. Take whatever that stupid Journey to the West fucking garbage bullshit, throw that in the trash. Okay. Wukong is the universal MOBA character. Okay. As such, he is the herald for the worst genre of all time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know where I'm going with is this. Is that really the worst? Yeah, no, I can, I'm pretty sure there's gotta be a worst genre out there. Of, like, video games? I mean, I can't yeah. think of one, well, but there's gotta about, be, right? How about that, um, subgenre of visual novels where you, like, um, have to do horrible things to women? 
I mean, that's that's like a I mean, sub standard MOBA gameplay. Yeah, I was about to say. Also, that still happens in MOBAs, so eh, that seems like a wash at the very least. We've gone we've gone completely off the rails. Can we can we go to another question? Yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, you're the one asking them. You're in control of this. <laughs> I don't even remember what the original question Listen, was. Joel, I have no delusions of actually being in charge of this ship. So, um, Paul asks. Colonial Bulk and Skull both seem to be upstanding citizens, and we find out later that Wild West Bulk and Skull are scoundrels and thieves. At what point do you think their ancestry turned to mischief? Well, I mean, they're oh. British soldiers, right? I don't know if that's upstanding citizens. Well, uh, well, past Bulk is just a regular citizen. Okay, so we don't know if he's upstanding or not. Now, he turns out to be a pretty nice guy, actually. Yeah, real Bulk is a pretty nice guy, too, once you get past the, you know, shit society does to him. Yeah. Okay, so maybe they just they just become thieves in the Wild West because it's just it's a hard place to live, right? I I would I would argue that being a thief in the Wild West isn't necessarily a moral failing. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Hmm. Okay, this is from uh, some guy named Zach. I don't even fucking know who who the hell this oh, dude oh, is. Oh, you mean the host of uh, Along the Watchtower? No, the other no, it's it's, it's a different Zach. Oh, he, huh, um, weird. Oh. We have, we have, I, oh, I think we have him on um, here sometimes. Yeah, well, no, um, we don't have him, but we have his girlfriend, Julie. Oh, right, sure, of course. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 Dif- different Zach, different Zach. Oh. Is this the Zach this, Molly this, this, murdered? Maybe. Okay. Oh, Molly's, Molly's okay. killed a lot of people. She's been playing a lot of Player Underlands Battlegrounds lately. Like, yeah. Like, imagine yeah. Huckleberry Hound was a person. <laughs> <laughs> Huckleberry That's Hound was- That's your go-to? Okay, wait. Huckleberry <laughs> Hound is almost certainly based on a real person, right? Because, like, all those old cartoons were. Yeah, that's true. I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, he, he asks, uh, it says, Pull for the panel. What will ultimately kill me? A, old age. B, horrific dietary habits. C, the universe's rage at my existence. Uh, parenthesis, an extremely unlikely accident. Or D, Borat voice my wife. I mean, we just said it's Molly. That's true. It's, it'll either be Molly or it will be some sort of bizarre, incredibly unlikely accident. Because let's be fucking real here. If anybody's going to, like, die in an incredibly unlikely and preposterously outlandish accident, it will be Zack. Yeah. The Zack that we don't recognize at all. I feel like Zack is going to be a lot like those, like... Like Mick Jagger, who, like, by all rights should have died 30 years ago, but is somehow still alive and kicking seemingly healthy. Mm-hmm. I could see that playing out as well, but I do feel that of all the options provided here, incredibly unlikely accident is the most likely, paradoxically. See, I feel like he's super likely to horrifically maim himself sometime, but I don't think he's actually going to die from it. Now, see, here's my answer. Dark Horse Candidate, based on everything I know about Zack... Judge Doom puts him in the dip. <laughs> you know, I can't argue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Christopher asks, based on Tommy's experience with Chrono Trigger, how freaked out is he that he's fighting a past version of himself? Well, I mean, that doesn't uh, really happen in Chrono Trigger. See, I, I, I genuinely don't know. I've never played that game. Yeah, it doesn't. So. I, I feel like there might be a way to fight. Does can you seriously not fight like a time shifted version of yourself from Chrono Trigger? I don't think so. No, no that doesn't sound there, familiar. You, you fight. You fight, a do- you, fight a, you fight a doppelganger of yourself in the Black Omen, but that's kind of a super different thing. 
Yeah, no, it's not like a time-shifted version of yourself, though. Well, actually, no. wait, no, this is just a doppelganger of him, though, so I guess that does kind of count. Yeah. yeah. Which I guess makes Rita Queen Zeal, which is kind of cool. <laughs> that is kind of cool, actually. Man, Chrono Trigger is fucking badass. Chrono Trigger is a fucking good game. Yeah, it is. Um, But to answer this question, I'm going to go with moderately. I feel like that's something where Tommy's going to think back on it in like two years and be like, oh man, why didn't I ever make that connection before? Like, he's not thinking about it now. Yeah. Alright, so, uh, Jonathan asks, if you had to fight a version of yourself from when you were the most evil, how old would your past self be? Oh, shit. Um... Hmm. Mm. My past selves are mostly just mopey. Yeah, like my most Yeah, same. My my brief lived life of crime, which was chronicled on an episode of my other podcast, uh Digimon Digital Moncast, was a short lived like escapade of stealing pumpkins from neighboring towns. Like that's Yeah, the- I mean I guess there's the, the middle school me that convinced a child to dress up like Zoro and break into his crush's bedroom, but that's not, I feel like I could take what? that one. What the fuck? I've, I've told this story on yeah, different Luke has shows absolutely before. <laughs> yeah, Luke has absolutely totally reprised. I'll, I'll yeah. tell you when the show's over. Go listen to some okay. totally... Yeah. yeah, okay, that's fine. Uh, for hey, me... Joel, uh, by the way, this uh, this uh, Digimon podcast you mentioned, that sounds fun. When's that coming out? <laughs> <laughs> There'll be an episode... Well, there should be an episode up uh, well before this comes out. Okay. Can't, I, can't, I can't wait for the launch of that. So, uh, Matt, God. your answer... To answer the question, I would be 15 years old. Okay. Yeah, that's about when okay. I would be too. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's a it's the yeah. it's the most benign definition of evil you can come up with, but No, nah, in my case it wasn't quite benign, but mm. we're not going to mm. talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I I don't actually know like like that's that's the thing is I can't really pinpoint any specific thing I'd done where like I, I, I mean, I think I was more of a jerk as a kid, although I think kind of everybody was more of a jerk as a kid, unless they stayed a jerk, obviously. I think kids but, kind of are naturally jerks, because they haven't quite figured yeah. out the interacting with people stuff yet. Yeah. The thing is, I almost want to say, like, I feel like this is sort of the immediate reflex action. like, oh, of course I could take myself as a kid in a fight, right? It's just a fucking kid. But then I, like, actually bear in mind, like, how ridiculously out of shape I am right now, and I'm just like, actually, I don't know. Yeah, but see, that's my secret. I've always been out of shape. <laughs> like, like, Kid Me was in the marching band. He carried a tuba around real easy. I, yeah. I, you could probably take me. No, so. fifteen-year-old me is pretty much fucked. I, I could slap the shit out of my younger self pretty easily. The, the real secret is like, if I met another version of myself, it'd be like the end, that end of Scott Pilgrim, where me and him would just kind of walk out swapping stories because neither of us would be oh. fighters. Oh, fucking! I would absolutely kick the ever holy shit out of my younger self. <laughs> <laughs> I would try to. I just don't think I would win that fight. I'd win the fight. <laughs> I right, can guarantee so, it. Uh, Fletcher asks if the Rangers had to fight non had to fight a non turned Ranger Sentai team in the Colonial time. What team would it be? Uh, what? Okay. What? what? Yeah, I don't. I don't know understand if I the question. That. Yeah, I don't really either. Um, I th- I think he's asking if some some Super Sentai team that did not get made into a Power Ranger season. And the Rangers went back in time to the colonial era and fought who would win? I don't... I, that requires way more knowledge of, like, Sentai than I think any of us here have. Yeah, yeah. it would also yeah. require a fair amount of, like, 
Revolutionary War era United States, which isn't really my my strong point. Like if it was the Wild West well, one it's, thing, it's certainly I'd... not Power Rangers' is strong point either. So I mean, yeah, right, I mean yeah. fair point. <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't know. How about that super racist one Zach's brought up a couple times? Battle Fever J, I think. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> they're supposed to be like super soldiers or something, so they'd probably win. I think. Also, they're an international team, so it's the only way I could think of that would make sense for them to be here. If they were super soldiers, yeah. Like, how many, how many like colonial era redcoats do you think a team of like modern United States military soldiers with probably all of them take out? Like, probably I mean, because, yeah. every single one. Like, a couple of drone strikes would probably take care of them. Yeah, because like the thing about it is, you're just going to use thermal scopes, and you're just going to pick them off one by one from like a kilometer away. Whoa, hold on! Like, d- what? Let's not even get into modern military. You get a Gatling gun in there, and they're done. Right? Yeah, like that's the whole thing with like military technology increases is they kind of render previous stuff obsolete. I mean, yes, <laughs> that statement is one hundred percent correct, but. But also, though, like, in the real world, less, like, technologically advanced armies beat more technologically advanced armies, like, yeah. more often than you'd think. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, but I just don't see, I just don't see revolutionary era muskets doing a whole lot of good. It's not even muskets. Okay, first off, you're not thinking about ammunition either, because sooner or later, they're just going to overwhelm you with bodies, at least theoretically. You'd have to stick and move. Oh, right. Yeah, it would be the Zap Brannigan method of uh, just keep throwing men at them until they run out of bullets. I mean, that's that's kind of been the military strategy for most of human history. That was literally yeah, that's true. the military strategy for the Revolutionary War. They marched in fucking boxes, single file. Like, what right. the fuck? War is fucked up, and if, you have, and if you have any control over it whatsoever, try not to have one. <laughs> that was one of the big Joel, Joel taking a bold stance <laughs> that's saying war is bad, <laughs> which, was was actually, which is actually surprisingly bold in modern America. That was but, one of the you know. advancements of the Civil War, is they were like, hey, what about instead of running in the middle of the open field in very tightly packed, compacted, dense boxes that are easily shot to fucking shit... We, like, spread our dudes out so we don't get butt-fucked by our artillery. And it was like, holy shit, that, this shit is awesome. Not condensing all of your forces into one easily shot-out target is amazing, Fucking yeah, guys. slightly less of us are dead. <laughs> oh, no, way so, less of you are dead. Anyway, continue. So let's, uh, let's, let's move on. Uh, Joe asks, uh, do you think 2017 Jason David Frank could beat up 1995 Jason David Frank? Yes. Uh, um, he's got so much more MMA training. Oh, Jason David Frank, yeah, yeah. yes. Like, like 1995, Jason David Frank had one move. Yeah. I heard Jason, and I was thinking Austin St. John. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, of all the versions of Batman, if all the versions of Batman had to fight, who would win? Um, I don't know Start, like about 60s Batman. Batman, 80s Batman, Birdman. The box be- office this summer. God. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's throwing out 60s, 80s, Burton, BTAS, Schumacher, Beyond, Nolan, Snyder, and Lego. Uh, probably um, either Lego because of the cartoon, like, cartoon powers Lego he has. Out right. He's an inch tall. Well, no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, it depends on how we do that. If we do that literally, yeah, absolutely. If we, like, if we, like, just, like, juxtapose him with the, like, proportions of his movie with everything else, 
I feel no, like the, I, I think that's ridiculous. He's a Lego man in a Lego world. In the real world, like the the Lego movie deals with this exact concept of you know like, what you know what you're right. Fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think Lego Batman's out immediately. It would have to be either Affleck or um, uh, Christian Bale version because they're the most militarized. Like they've just got fucking guns. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like the the Ben Affleck one fights Superman. Yeah. What about how? Okay, I don't know much about the games. What about the Injustice Batman? I don't know much about that Batman. Oh, Injustice Batman fights Superman all the time. Yeah, yeah that's why he I won, was wondering. Actually, yeah, that's why I'm thinking it might be Injustice Batman. Um, not knowing that much about the games because I um, know he like butts heads with like Arkham, the big. Arkham hit. Batman's pretty brutal too. He could probably pull, hold his own. No, I think this is all very reasonable. But at the end of the day, we all know full well that Adam West is going to bust out that Batman repellent bat spray. Oh, absolutely. And yes. All going to be know, done, though. You're right. You're right. Yeah. No, Adam West, Batman, will be talking about how American citizens should be good to each other, and he's going to get shot in the head and gut and chest repeatedly while he doesn't fucking die. Uh, no, no, no that's, that's, the, that's the thing is, like, Adam, 60s Batman has weird, like, kind of cartoon powers, like camp powers. Yeah. Right. Like, like nothing really bad can ever actually happen to him. Honestly, yeah. I feel like he's the oh. best. I feel like he's the best, like, counter to the more su- serious Batman that we Wait, have today. Wait, so you're saying, so you're saying Adam West Batman had actual superpowers? Yeah, Where yeah, his superpower kinda. was just that nothing... Because, like, like, Affleck Batman tries to, like, shoot him with his tank, and then the thing just malfunctions, and there's, like, a fart sound effect, and colored smoke comes out. Right, right. So what you're saying is that Adam West Batman was actually did have superpowers, like he was an actual superhero. His superpower yeah, was just what, like nothing. In, bad in, so, in so far as being a cartoon is a superpower, I, yes. I'm not even going that far. I'm not saying he's got some weird kind of Roger Rabbit horseshit going on. I'm saying the listen. The classic meme is that Batman wins any fight if he's had time to prepare. And what we've seen is that Adam West Batman off-screen, has prepared for any possible eventuality ever. Yeah, he has a contingency for literally everything. He has just yeah. a glass case of oceanic repellent bath sprays for when flying over the ocean. <laughs> he will never be caught off guard. It's impossible. Yeah. And even when he does get caught off guard, like, a dolphin will jump in and take the bullet for him or something. Yeah, God. yeah that's the other part, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is that a manifestation of his nothing bad can happen to him superpower? Right. Well, no, see, yeah, what no, I'm saying, no, it's not I, a superpower. I, he just has all the luck. See, I, I don't even think but it's like, luck. And I think after it's a certain that, point, like, if you're is that Adam consistent. <laughs> no, no, no. God I, damn saying, it, yes. Oh, fuck you. Adam no. West is not. I'm not saying that's a superpower. I'm saying he's such a fundamentally good person. Oh, so then everyone no. Everyone and everything in the world loves him to the point where, yeah, a random dolphin will take a bullet for him because he's Adam West Batman. <laughs> okay, let's so move Adam on. When you Batman fight Adam wins, West, you fight the world, and the world wins. <laughs> yeah, when you fight when you fight Adam West Batman, even you aren't on your side. Okay, right. So, for reference, Adam West Batman wins runner-up in Justice Batman? I think that's fair. Okay. Well, I think I think maybe Lego Batman, just because Lego Batman's the only one who won't want to fight Adam West Batman. Uh, that's true. But then that's just the lost via disqualification. Yeah, I mean, I I think uh, Ben Affleck just pulls that little minifig apart right at the start, and that's done. <laughs> but he's just a minifig, so he can put a, he can be put back together. Yeah, but you know, yeah, that's what you bring a lighter for. 
Anyway, anyway, Wait, uh, Jesse Matt, asks... Matt, was the past you that you're going to fight Sid from Toy Story? <laughs> what? I don't understand. The, don't question. Question. He's the kid from Toy Story who likes to ruin toys. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. We used All to right, have this so- lamp that got way too hot. <laughs> that thing was basically one gigantic fire hazard. We used to melt toys on that fucker all the time. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, okay. Jesse asks, um, basically, the, the question is, Rita and Zed and the Rangers must start two rival food trucks. What menu items do they each have? Uh, I don't know. Food? <laughs> I've got um, to run it out of juice here, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it over the... Okay, so what are the... Who all, who all is competing? Uh, one team is the Rangers, the other is Rita and Zed. Okay. Um, Rita and Zed are going to win because they could probably pull from the Putty Ball restaurant. Rita and Zed obviously are running an ice cream truck, which they consider a restaurant, which they consider like a food truck. It would all be gross, weird, like, here's eyeball stew because we're bad guys. Well, that's why I was thinking ice cream truck. Or it will be traditional Jewish cooking. That's true. <laughs> Didn't consider that's that true. part. <laughs> what the ra- Here's the thing. The Rangers will each try to be, like, as multicultural as possible, so they have, like, a million different foods, but because they're making a million different things, none of them come out quite right. right. It's all just, like, shitty tacos and, like, spaghetti that's just prego and noodles. And also, they don't have Trini <laughs> on the team anymore, so literally nobody can organize shit. Right. <laughs> that's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Here's just your spaghetti taco. Noodles. It's super diverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, don't. I mean, I, I kind of do like the, that weird fusion stuff. I don't know if that makes me terrible or what, but no, like, no, weird like there's a, there's stuff a food truck here uh, locally called like Soul Taco that makes and 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 that's Soul like the city, and mm. um, they they have this like oh, Korean, like Korean barbecue tacos? in a taco. Yeah. yeah, that's real good. Yeah, but fucking no, fusion food is good, but Power Rangers fusion food would be fucking awful. There's a difference, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It would be it would be fusion in the like college student is cooking for the first time style of fusion, where it's just throwing whatever right. they happen to have on yeah. hand together. So I guess Rita and Zed take it. Yeah, almost yeah. certainly. I mean, the question didn't actually ask us who would win, but like, yeah, I guess Rita, Rita and Zed, and Zed, Zed take win it. because they okay. have like a consistent menu. All right, uh, let's try and move through the rest of these a bit more rapid fire. Trevor asks, "What do you put on your ideal pizza?" Oh shit. Um. Uh, pepperoni is definitely on there. Pepperoni yeah, and mushroom is my go-to. I go with that double pep. Ham and pineapple. Uh, really disgusting, revolting, awful. Luke, you, Luke, you, Luke, you have witnessed me order that. Oh, that's true. I have. I, <sighs> I don't. I don't hate pineapple pizza. I'll eat it. It's fine. It's just that is not my ideal pizza. Sure. No, it's usually I, my go-to. Yeah. I don't know right. if I have an ideal pizza. Like, buffalo chicken pizza is really good. Buffalo no, chicken is okay. pretty good. I like the meat lovers. You do meat not lovers get to is sh- excellent. You do not get to shit on pineapple pizza when I you're talking about buffalo. absolutely do. If you're talking you about putting, fuck off. putting buffalo you. chicken on a pizza, you can eat shit, Matt. You do not well, yeah, put Yeah, I mean, that, those two statements follow. Hold on, Matt, Matt, quick question. Yeah. Quick question. Buffalo chicken pizza, do you put ranch on it? Um... Not typically, but I'm not opposed to Ugh, it. I like my pizza with barbecue sauce instead of marinara because I don't. I can't just eat a no. fucking pizza. No, that's disgusting. You know, that's chicken awful. Alfredo Fuck pizza. Alfredo like pizza is pretty pizza. good. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. Anyway, Alfredo pizza is okay. I'll allow it because it's a different kind of pasta sauce. Right, like sure. Bacon, 
Bacon is good as on it as well. Sausage yeah. is obviously excellent. Sure. Um, salami is very underrated. Yeah, I can see Salami that. can actually be good on pizza. It needs to be put in yeah. moderation, but it can be good. There are just so many good ingredients to put on pizza, but not all of those ingredients necessarily work together, so I'm not sure I have an optimal pizza. I, um, yeah, I will say that time. variety is good for pizza. Like, I, yeah. I have a go-to if I don't know what I want, but, like, I, there's... There's a lot of options out there, and I feel like you should probably diversify. I figured out at one point that um, and this probably isn't true anymore because this was like five years ago. But I figured out the Papa John's wouldn't charge extra for more toppings. So I would get a pizza with extra cheese, pepperoni, mushroom, onion, sun-dried tomatoes, sausage. Uh, was that it? That might have been it. But it was a lot. It was more topping than pizza. That is definitely not true anymore. So yeah. Fucking. By the way, Five Guys does the exact same thing. Yes. I when I yeah. get a Five Guys, I just say give it to me with everything. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like they have an option right. for like if they like the board says if you order with everything, we'll leave out like the chili and stuff because you probably don't want chili on your normal cheeseburger. Yeah. But uh, chili's pretty good on a burger. But yeah, I don't um, think I have one. I guess if you put a gun to my head, it's a pepperoni and sausage. And cheese. Yeah. And sauce. Yeah, that's fine. Like, I just, I, th- I think my most basic is just double pepperoni, I think. Sure. Yeah. Give me a lot of that pepperoni. I want that yeah. mush. Uh, so, what? I want that mush. Nice. Uh, all right. Uh, another question from Trevor. With infinite parks, constant monster attacks, and other morphing grid weirdness, has Angel Grove essentially become the polar opposite of Night Vale? Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that, yeah, okay. I don't know what that means. Sure. So sure. I never listened to Will Night Vale, so. Neither do yeah, I, but I'm going to go with Yes. We're all going to say yes, but we're all going to shrug while we're saying it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> precisely. Uh, also from Trevor, who would win in a fight, Voltron or the MMPR Megazord? Uh, check YouTube. Someone's probably made that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why did you even ask, like read the question out if you were going to immediately dismiss it? <laughs> because I want to immediately dismiss Okay, no, for real answer, though, I, I haven't really watched any Voltron. I guess... I want to say the Megazord, because that's the only one I'm familiar with. Yeah. I'm familiar with Voltron, because, like, have you seen the Megazord, the original Megazord fight? If it was the Thunder Megazord, I might say the Thunder Megazord, because sure. that fucking sword is stupidly overpowered. But the original yeah. well, here's Megazord... The, I, I would also say, have you seen, like, look at the way original Voltron moves? Neither of them move very well. I think I think you kind of have to take it more but like here's, conceptually. here's the thing. Here's the thing. They specify MMPR Megazord. They don't specify which version of Voltron, which means you could get one of the updated Voltrons that probably kicks way more ass. Okay, well, let's assume we're not doing that to make it a fair fight. Okay, then flip a fucking coin. Yeah, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All I know about original Voltron is that the voice acting can be hilariously bad. Yes. All I know, well... I mean, that's true of of Power Rangers, too, let's be clear. That is true. Um, okay... Uh, also from Trevor, what are your opinions on Sonic Mania? It's really good. It's fucking great. Listen, I am the biggest party pooper when it comes to Sonic games. Okay, that's not true. I mean, Simon's not oh, here. But... Yes, yeah, Simon's a bigger one. That's true. Simon is a bigger one. But I am pretty harsh on Sonic games. Sonic Mania is good. Yep. Yeah. As of this recording, Matt and I have not actually gotten to play it yet because it's not out on computer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so good, Mike. It's such a fun Sonic game that I love to play on my video game system. You know what? I know you want to make me feel bad about it, but I'm actually doing okay right now because <laughs> I'm playing FF14 with Emily. 
Oh, wow. uh, yeah, I've never played an MMO before, but I'm having a good time. That's good. If it makes if it makes you feel better, I'm fucking pissy as shit that I can't play it right Matt, now. Matt, it's so much fun. I love the video game. <laughs> I hate you. I beat it okay. with Sonic, and now I'm beating it <laughs> you, again with Tails. Th- the thing about this is I can't get too mad, because the more you do this, the more I realize that it has to be that good, which means it makes the wait more worthwhile. I'm turning my Nintendo Switch on right now to play some more <laughs> while we finish the episode up. I hate you. Okay, let's uh, let's move on a little bit. Uh, from Daniel, if all of the Garfield characters were put in a battle royale situation, who would come out on top? Odie. Yeah. No, Odie loses to Garfield. What are you talking no, about? And Garfield kicks his ass, but he always comes back. Like at the end of the day, everyone else will have killed themselves or each other, mm-hmm. and Odie will yeah. just be kind of standing there watching the commotion. No, I, th- I think Garfield goes for Odie early and fast. Yeah, but I don't think he'll succeed at it. <laughs> Wait, did you actually boot up and start playing Sonic Mania? Um, I mean... son of a bitch. <laughs> so, um, now is... I'm going to... Now it says all the Garfield characters, so I'm going to assume that this includes the, the cartoon? The Garfield and Friends cartoon? Yeah, I think okay, so. Like but, all well, the, um, here's, the thing, here's the thing. U.S. Acres is a separate yeah. product that they brought in as, like, interstitial cartoons for Garfield and Friends... Well, here's the thing. A, I, I, well, I'm not actually going for U.S. Acres. Although, if I was, I would argue that that would still be acceptable because, yeah. like, those two shows crossed over all the ding dang time. Yeah, right. all right, fair enough. Um, but, but I'm actually going with Binky the Clown. <laughs> okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Binky the Clown is fucking terrifying, and I am sure he is killed before. Oh, he, I well, think yeah, that- he's a clown. <laughs> here's the thing. I think the second John Arbuckle has the green light to do it without consequences. He will strangle Garfield immediately. I think okay, there's a there's a good point there. When John Arbuckle finally snaps, it's gonna be Oh, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be bad. bad. But here's the thing though, does John Arbuckle survive long enough to snap? No, I or does I, I, I assume if there is a battle royale going on, he's already snapped. Yeah, I, I think he snaps as soon as it starts. Like that is okay. that is what kicks this off, if anything. Yeah. Do you think he like skins Garfield alive and like wears Garfield's pelt around? No, as because a I, th- to the I others? think that he murders him so brutally that there's not like a good pelt left. Yeah, I don't think he wants any reminders of Garfield. Yeah, like <laughs> Garfield with minus Garfield is John Arbuckle's like deepest dream. <laughs> <laughs> I hear Sonic video game and I'm so angry that I can't play Sonic video game. It's a really good video game. I'm in the lava reef zone. Oh, so good. Lava Reef Zone, fucking why? No, but like, why Lava Reef Zone? Why not oh. Lava Reef? Because there are I actually, better. Like, I'm actually like glad that there are a couple like off the wall level choices. Yeah, I, and I wish there were more of them. I don't. Why is Oil Ocean back? Because like, Oil Ocean the... rules. I love Oil Ocean. I was super Ooh. excited to see it was back. No, who the fuck likes Oil Luke Ocean? Does. Why does Oil Ocean? Anyway, I got okay, the let's... bonus stage. I better get all these blue spheres. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's move you. on. Let's move on. Uh, Jordan asks, is Tommy also playing the Wizard of Deception in this episode? It sort of sounds like it. Oh, uh, wow. I actually, I actually went and looked. Uh, Tony Oliver, who is, I think, like a producer or something that, that, that Tommy's character is named after. Oh, wow. Is actually the one playing the Wizard of so Deception. Almost. That's crazy. Like, that was super close. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, la- last question, I believe, from Jeremy. 
when is the Dragon Ball Z podcast starting? Okay, so we've recorded one episode of it, and we almost just launched it, but then I've got some scheduling changes coming up in my life, so we decided we're going to hold off on it for probably one or two weeks. Um, by the time you're hearing this, it'll be probably either coming out the same week as this, or it'll be the week after this. Did you just pick up the electric shield? I did. God damn it. I'm playing his tails, though, so I can't do the weird little double jump. You still got the ring magnet, magnet Yeah, yeah, though. I still got so the ring magnet. Tight. Yeah, yeah, It's pretty good. Oh, I got the I fire shield now. Uh, guys, really guys, you. which shield is your favorite? I like the fire shield a lot. Uh, ring magnet, electric shield, I yeah. think. See, I mean, I've, it's just so versatile. The, the bubble shield is, like, situational, but I really like not drowning. Sure. I'm kind of a big fan of original recipe shield. Really? It doesn't yeah. do anything. It's the weak. It is objectively the worst of the lot. And I don't know. I, I, I just like it. I like the sound it makes when you get it. I mean, I'll you know, give I like him. The, I like I'll, the look of it. I'll give him credit that if it since it doesn't fuck with your movement at all, like if you're super reaction based with how you play, like it, it won't fuck you up. I guess That's true. Because I've Mania, absolutely I know that... killed myself in like aerial places by accidentally like double tapping with the fire shield and like shooting forward oh, and sure. off a that platform. fire shield will get you good if you're not careful that's true actually hmm good point raised okay all right uh so i i, I think that's, that's about a vote it for each so of the shields uh, from each of us so good job team nice yeah woo so, uh, Joel, you got anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, so I'm launching this new podcast about Digimon. Okay, um, yeah, I mean, we joke. It, the schedule's been really fucked up. Um, but, uh, yeah, my Digimon podcast, uh, Digimon Digital Moncast, uh, comes out every alternating Tuesday for the most part. Um, yeah, if you like this, check that out, because it's also a train wreck. I got a one-up. Hooray. Nice. You've also got a chance to plug your stuff. Luke, go. I just want to plug Sonic Mania. It's such a good video game. I hate you. I hate you a lot. <laughs> I fucking hate you, and I hate the fact that you're playing Sonic Mania video game, and I don't get to play Sonic Mania video game until the 29th. Yep. And that's bullshit. It's a real shame. It's a that's real good game. I feel bad up. for you. I fucking want to play Sonic video game... I want a good Sonic video game. Yeah. N not a bad Sonic video game. Like oh, Sonic like, like all the other vid Sonic video games that have come out in the last 15 years? I agree. Shut your shut your fucking mouth. Oh, um, God, it's been more like the last 20 years, hasn't it? Jeez. No, no, Generations was good. I know you, like, dumped it on Sonic. Generations was okay. Generations was good. It was okay. Generation I know I'm me, but Generations is actually a good game. The boss fights in that game fucking suck, though. Yikes. Not that game's strong Ooh, point. Another chance to get them blue spheres. Oh, boy. Uh, Matt, do you have anything you want to plug? I want to plug Sega for delaying the PC port for two weeks. I mean, it could have come out broken. That would have sucked. That would have sucked, yeah. Also, Blue Sphere sucks ass, as long as we're throwing out opinions here. There are a lot of Blue Sphere levels in this game, so... See, yeah, I'm actually not super enthused about Blue Sphere coming back See, either. I fucking, yeah. I fucking love those. I like that more than the main game of Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Okay, you're a monster. What is wrong with you? It's a fun arcade type game that doesn't get no. super old like playing a so through Sonic levels does. That oh, no. Wow, that's Oh I, boy. That's the worst Sonic opinion I've ever heard in my life. No, 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 that's and not I've true. I have heard people defend Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> I'm, Joel, I'll defend Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> Joel, if we ever meet up, 
in real life. I'm not saying I'll set you on fire, but there is a non-negligible chance that I set you on fire. Oh, the boss got all my rings. He hit me and my rings fell out. Sonic Adventure. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'll plug Sonic Adventure 2, an incredibly underrated visionary game that wasn't appreciated in its own Jesus time because Christ. people have. It's not appreciated <laughs> in this time either. Like, <laughs> that's not true, objectively. My, so, my, my favorite thing about Sonic Adventure 2 is there was some. Uh, this, uh, this lady by the name of uh, Andrea Riso, I think is, is her name, uh, was posting on Twitter about how, like, there's all this stuff in the manual for Sonic Adventure 2 that's not in the game anywhere about how, like, the actual backstory to that game, about how, like, Shadow exists because, like, Maria had, like, an incurable disease. Yes! Yeah. And, like, she got to live as long as Shadow was near her, which is why he was, like, a hedgehog instead of actually, like, a super weapon. Yes! And, like, there's this whole fucking thing about it. Like, uh, you know, just... It, I remember it was thing. some sort of, like, neurological degenerative disease. Okay, you know what? I'll, I remember I'm, that. I'm a huge fan of batshit insane, like, video game backstory that exists only in the manual. I, I'm, willing to, I'm willing to accept that that part of Sonic Adventure 2 might be great. It's just the game part that's the problem. It, it plays like dog shit. The only the, you see, Sonic the Hedgehog becomes an enemy of the state in that game. Yeah, he does. Sonic yeah, I just wish it was Fuck. fun to play the thing where that happens. It's weird. Anyway, I, you so, keep saying words, but I just hear this beaker voice that just says, "I'm dog shit at video games. I'm no, terrible." No, I think My what you're hearing suck. is the line. That's a terrible beaker impression. I actually like Blue Sphere. Who actually likes Blue Sphere? Oh, you! Oh, you just ate shit. Eat shit, asshole. <laughs> Anyway, I'd like to plug uh, Going Pear Shape, which is the show that I do with Matt. And at some point in the future, we're going to be talking about fucking Sonic Mania once we yeah, actually get we to are. play it. God, if I play that game and it sucks. I mean, I seriously doubt. I don't seriously, see how that could po- be possible at this point. Yeah, no, you like I Sonic Adventure 2. You have no standards. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, no, I have standards because I don't like Sonic 2006. I have... At least the basis of baseline standards here. Come on. Gonna juggle the signpost just like in the old Vinji game. I never got why people did that. It doesn't... Uh, doesn't it gets you bonuses sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, eh. I will say, uh, I think the music in Sonic 06 is good, though. I mean, that's just me. Some of it's good, but it's even by the standards of the series, it's weaker. I don't, I don't know. know. There have been weaker soundtracks in Sonic games. There have been, but not. Look, I'm looking at you, much. Shadow the Hedgehog. We should probably go ahead and end this. Yeah, we probably. should probably we go ahead have done and end that like so. ten minutes ago. Let's be honest. <laughs> so for teenagers with attitude—that's the name of the show, right? Teenagers with attitude. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're Power Rangers, I think. Yeah, okay. who cares? That's our thing. Sure. All right. So for teenagers with attitude, I've been Mike. I've been Joel. I've been. I've been Luke. I've been Matt. And may the power protect you. Always. What a good video game I'm playing. I want to play Sonic Mania video game so bad. I just want yeah, Sonic Mania video game on my p- PC and play it. I'm going to play Sonic 1. I'm going to squint real hard. Yeah. Man, okay, the Act 2 music now. is so shit compared to the Act 1 music. Hey, I found the bonus zone. I'm still recording this. <laughs> so am I. Yeah. But yeah, the fucking Act 2 music is so lame. Well, whatever. Eric's getting all of this. This is all going so much better than I expected. 
Perhaps I have been underestimated, Rita. Wizard, what comes next? To proceed with our plan, you could start by running to the room of the three gargoyles. Push in the right tongue, and a door might lead you down the staircase into the wall climb. Here, you must choose your next path. You could race up to the observatory, spin the sundial, and pass into the room of the golden idols. Once there, push down on their bases to release the doors. That may take you below, or lead you into the shrine of the silver monkey. Assemble the statue there, and you may be headed for the torch room. If the elevator is up, you could jump into the elevator and descend into the mine shaft. You might climb up the ladder or plow through the stone wall. Find the key, and it may unlock the tombs of the ancient kings, allowing you to climb into the spider's lair. If you escape, you may have a chance to sit upon the throne of the pretender. If the correct door is unlocked, you'll be able to crawl into the pit of despair and finally make your way through the cave of size back to the temple gate. I'll warn you, that's easier said than done! <laughs>